It's it's your boys, Jeremy Long, <laughs> and it's the big boy. It's Lucas. <laughs> it's Lucas, and today we have a very dope ass guest on. It's our it's our homie, uh, Tristan Felger. How are you, brother man? I am. You know, I'm doing pretty good. It yeah. was a nice day, dude. It was so nice. I mean, day. I worked throughout the whole day, but Same. I saw out the window that it was a nice day. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. today was the closest we've gotten to ninety. Like yeah, this, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, this year. I definitely felt that shit because I work in lawn care, dog, and I was right. like, this shit's hot. I, I was like, it's hot outside. I know. I usually don't sweat at work, and today I was like, ooh, fuck. This yeah. shit's it's getting to me. Yeah, it was, it was a little toasty. I'm starting to get it. Dude, I have the worst farmer's tan right now. I know. Because I, I don't yet, but I will pretty soon. It's Dude, I have to wear long sleeve shirts, and I kind of just wish I could wear like a tank top. Mm-hmm. And just like get my tan going because I don't like this like half sleeve bullshit that I have going on. <laughs> and uh, I mean, if I wasn't working Roll with them up real high, if I wasn't working with chemicals, I would. Oh, I'm working yeah. with pesticides and shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck that. Like I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, you'll get one of these. Yeah, fucking... I did Dude. that today. That's a burn. Oh, yeah. So that's gonna be a fucking permanent scar. <sighs> that sucks. Yep. Yeah, man. I the other day I was like fucking trying to fix this hose mm-hmm. on my truck and I like twisted something and it like shot herbicide on my face and I was like I that's it I have cancer now I'm done I, I quit <laughs> and like literally I called my boss I was like I'm probably gonna die later and he's like no I think you'll be all right and I was like no nah, I think I'm gonna die it's I can right. feel it I can feel it right now it's on the schedule Two o'clock death <laughs> the grim reaper is gonna come he's we're gonna go to Elitch's and we're gonna ride a roller coaster, and then he's Straight just gonna to cut my head off. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, what you been up to? What you, what you been doing? Oh, I mean, let's see here. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen each other in years, so yeah. there's a lot. There is a lot. There's, there's a lot of fucking ground to cover. Yeah. Okay. So you told us you told us outside that. I mean, you just fucking casually dropped that you were living in Costa Rica and France. Yeah. So let's start. Like, yeah. Let's, let's start, start with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. um... So, I mean, after high school, I should probably start, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Some of these things will make more sense as mm-hmm. we go. Right. Um, you know, after I graduated, I um, went to France for a bit uh, with, you know, Sammy Martinez. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we yeah. went there for a little bit and then uh, came back, uh, went to school, and then my second month into college... Uh, got hit by a car yeah i was in a car too i wasn't like just walking on the street. right 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 right. but um yeah so this random drunk driver in a stolen car uh t-bones my roommate and i when we're coming back home from i forget what we, we were even fucking doing but um i mean my head like smashed through the windshield what um, and i mean i was just like really kind of not psyched about hospitals at that point in time yeah uh so when the ambulance got there, I was kind of lucid, uh, I think probably because of the adrenaline. Right. Uh, and so they were like, do you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no yeah. fucking way. Yeah. Um, and so I went back to my like dorm that night and uh, just fell asleep and woke up with like the most ridiculous headache. Uh, I couldn't like even form sentences properly, uh, which I later found out was because I had like a fucking crazy concussion. Fuck. Um, 
And so I, I tried going to classes and stuff as normal and just like literally would stare at my professors and be like, what the fuck are you saying? Um, and so at that point I got real depressed and like right. really just like not myself. I stopped doing artwork, stopped like doing anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, stopped going to classes and uh, basically just kind of like slowly but surely drifted away from college and uh, my mom and dad, I didn't even tell them about the accident right. for probably like a month. So they weren't very empathetic of the situation. They thought I was just kind of like, yeah, you're school. like, fuck it. You know. Well, I didn't, I didn't really want to go to this school in the first place. And where were you going? Uh, I was going to UNC Greeley. Oh, okay. oh, gotcha. But, you know, growing up and like through middle school and high school, my parents would always told me like, you know, if you work hard and get good grades and, uh, get into the schools that you want, we'll, we'll make sure you can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, challenge fucking accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and did it. And then I get into all these amazing schools, but they're all private schools and mm-hmm. they're like $50,000 a fucking semester. Mm-hmm. And my parents are like, <laughs> remember what we said about like paying for your college and like helping you out. Yeah. We we're not doing that. <laughs> so Fuck, I went man. to UNC instead of going to, uh, my dream school, which was the Savannah college of art and design down in Georgia. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and just like kind of pretty much started off the whole thing with a pretty negative attitude. And like the moment that I started actually kind of liking it, I got hit by a fucking car. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So my parents are thinking like, oh, he just like fucking hates everything and like doesn't want to go to the school and never wanted to go in the first place. So they're like, yeah. well, you're not moving back in with us. Like you're on your own. Uh, and so I was just me and my little green Subaru out back and like a suitcase full of clothes. Uh, and I ended up just like living in my car for a bit and that was like really fucking awful. I would not recommend it unless you've got like a pimped out van and like, yeah. <laughs> and you, you're and, like fucking, some sort of like digital nomad job or something. Fucking, yeah. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. You were just chilling. Yeah. I had a chance to win one of those vans. So I'm yeah, praying. Uh, I did too. <laughs> I would love one. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, just chilling in like the Walmart parking lot at nighttime. Like, I didn't know where to do. I was fucking. We've, like, we've slept in parking lots. That's I just was, scary. Man. I was eighteen years old. I yeah. didn't know what the fuck. Well, I was and then doing. it makes you think like, like I've I've thought about that. Like, what it would be like, you know, to just like live out of your car. And mm-hmm. like, I had to do that for maybe a week. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like that. It wasn't like as intense as like your situation because I I had places I could go. Mm-hmm. And like I like I could go to my grandma's house or whatever right. the fuck you know. Basically and like just like pride and like stubbornness and yeah. not wanting to do it yeah right and then like i fucking was thinking about it the other day i was like what would you do though like what like how could you like i i would feel weird like being like hey like i want to hang out with people and like yo can i come over and be like well like i live in my car you know like i would feel you know like i wonder like what is that like honestly like what is that what did that feel like that situation like well, I guess you could say I was lucky because I didn't have a lot of friends at this point in time in my life. Um, I actually, there was a chick I used to buy weed from. Mm-hmm. Um, and one night I hit her up if I could, you know, buy some weed. Uh, and I actually really wanted to be friends with her for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, let's call her Taylor. Okay, um, cool. And Taylor was just like, you know, a super chill person. And I really kind of like looked up to her in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um but she'd always kind of swerved my attempts at friendship. Like, I don't know why. I think she just kind of was kind of closed off to new people. Right. Um, but this night I went over to her house to buy some weed and she had asked me like, Hey, you know, you want to like drink or something? 
she didn't have anything to do that night. And I was like, sure. Yeah. Uh, and that was like the beginning of like a three year friendship, like crazy ups and downs, like crazy, like drugged out nights and all sorts of just insane shit. Uh, and so she was kind of a recurring theme throughout the last few years of my life. Uh Um, kind of bouncing around, uh, and doing different shit. And after a few months of like kind of bumming out with her, Uh uh, crashing at her, uh, boyfriend's grandma's house, um, my mom got in contact with me and said, uh, we have some, you know, friends out in Arizona that said that if you want, you could come live with them and, uh, you know, help take care of their kids and shit. Uh, and they'll, you know, they'll give you a room and you can have food there and they'll help you like get a job and stuff. So I packed up and drove down to Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I was down there for a few months and, uh, found out I really didn't like kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so of course the, uh, the right course of action from there was to come back to Colorado and be a summer camp counselor. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck these kids, right. but I um, want them in a bigger volume. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, just tons of 13 year old boys, like 18 of them a week, just like in a cabin. Fucking testosterone um, coursing I mean, through their veins. Well, 13 year olds are the worst thing oh, in the yeah, world. Dude. Fucking crazy. I was the biggest dick in oh, fucking me too. 13. Me too. Yeah, dude, honestly, same. I think about the way I was, and I'm just like, how the fuck do, like, like I honestly imagine, like, someday somebody's just going to pull up in a van and just beat the fuck out of me <laughs> because of some shit I did to him when I was probably, 13, you know? Probably. I mean, I couldn't even tell you all this shit. I don't want to say I 13. hope that happens, but I, I kind of hope it happens. No, I hope it does because I'll be laying on the ground, like, in my own blood and just be like... Yeah, this can, is coming to you. I can get rid one. of that guilt now, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, so that was a thing I did yeah. for a while. Um, but then it goes back to that whole thing of, like, drugs and shit. So I went through a period where I was just super into drugs. Yeah. Um, like, do you um, want to elaborate? Yeah, or, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Cool, cool. definitely. Um, so, I mean, I really got into coke for a while. Um, and like, you know, not just snorting it, but like smoking it Smoke and doing all sorts of crazy shit, like, yeah. you know, foilies and shit like that. Damn, like some ghetto shit. Yeah. Um, and then I was really into, you know, psychedelics for a long time. Still am, but not quite on the volume I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was doing acid like every other day. And like, Damn, fuck, man. Uh, there was one night I actually ate like a whole quarter of shrooms. Holy uh, So I was just fuck. like kind of going off the deep end and yeah. kind of facing a lot of like existential dread and shit. And well, then, like, you know, I think with, you know, with the drugs, like, it kind of, like, pushes, it pushes, like, that, that other emotion shit, like, way far out, so you don't even realize. Right. And then it's, it's like the ocean, dude, it goes out, and then when you're sober again, it yeah, all dude, comes fucking yeah. rushing back in, and that's exactly what happened, so... There was a long weekend I had off from this camp counselor job. So, and this was down like in between Denver and Colorado Springs in the mountains a bit. Oh, gotcha. Um, and I actually ended up driving back here for a long weekend and seeing Taylor. And uh, we did a shit ton of drugs. We like tripped acid and did all this coke. And like at one point, I'm pretty sure I threw up some foam. Like, I mean, it was bad. And like, I look oh, back on this man. and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, Damn. I can't believe I didn't die, honestly. Like, I mean, it was just such a dark period in my life. And right. I was, like, lying to everybody I knew and just, like, being mm-hmm. a really kind of a piece of shit. Well, that, you know, that's what, that's, that's, like, what a lot of people don't realize is, like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not even you, man. It's, like, the, literally the drugs, like, take a hold of your, yeah, well, your you shit, just, it, you know? You, know, you don't even realize, like, how quickly that can, right. like, get out of hand. You know what right. I mean? Oh, like, no like before you, like, it's almost like a thing where 
you don't even notice it and then you look back and you're like what the fuck you know like yeah. how did i get to I mean, right here you know and i look back on it now and i feel like such a piece of shit for all the people i wronged and shit like that but i can't i can't you dwell can't on that. yeah and you nor you you can't change it anymore no, you know i can't and yeah you just have to like move forward and just be better from right, there on right. you know and that's a that's a big thing i've been kind of like learning in the past year or so um I mean, I'm a year sober off a of Coke last month. Congratulations, so. man! That's awesome. It's been man. pretty great. Uh, that's the that's a so hard one. that's a hard one, man. That, yeah, I mean, I mean, I see it as a common theme um, right now. Like you know, just in like college, like there's syndicates, man. Like, like I, I won't drop names or nothing, but like I've heard like and I've seen these dealers and shit and like where they're getting it from. Obviously, it's like a lot of like cartel shit coming in, and but like. They're so fucking organized, dude. It's fucking nuts. Well, but it's also... I mean, you gotta be, like, so careful now because it's, like, fentanyl and shit. Right, right, like, right. It's just a scary... It's it's not it's sandbox not, to be playing in, you know. It's like, not the cocaine you're getting from Pablo Escobar. It's no. the cocaine you're getting from some fucking secondhand people who are trying to make a quick buck. Exactly. Right. You know, like exactly. they're like not saying like cocaine's good for you, but cocaine in the seventies compared to two thousand nineteen yeah. is way different. Way different. Way yeah. different. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Same with the weed, so Yeah. <laughs> and but the weed is fucking crazy now. <laughs> uh, but uh shit's so strong. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's re- it's it's nuts, man. Nuts. Yeah, so I went back down to this camp after a weekend bender mm-hmm. with my friend, and uh, I had been with these younger children for like the whole five weeks that I've been there out of the eight. Yeah. And I was asking like my boss, I was like, "Is there any chance you could put me with some older kids this week? I really need a break." And he was just like, "No, nah, man. Like you got to stay with the younger kids. We need you down there." And I don't know if it was like just the bender the weekend before, or just like my just intense emotions from the past few years, but yeah. I flipped out and like totally just like cursed him out from all these kids and like totally fucked up. Fuck. Uh, but the weeks before that was great. And like, I really did a good job at my job and I was really right. good with the kids and those types of things. Right. So he didn't fire me. He actually said, I just want you to leave for 24 hours and like, you know, take a breath. Like, yeah, um, and I, I actually just never went back because I just felt so kind of, mortified that I had You'd, gotten to that point. Yeah. And so from there, <laughs> this is a crazy journey, man. I mean, from there, I actually drove down to Florida uh, from here, uh, which is a 28 hour drive. Um, Holy fuck. And man. spent some time living with my cousin. Uh, and then down there, I was trying to get a job that like depressed again. And yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, going, my life has been very like up, and, up, up and down, up and down, up and down. Which, and, which I mean, Everyone has those, and you know, a lot of people like you get the extremes, and then you get the non-extremes, yeah. and like mm-hmm. that's I'm definitely the extreme. Yeah. Case well, that's like, like like what I was saying when we were talking on the on the porch. It's like you know we've just um, like just been we've coasting, been kind of you know, yeah, it's just yeah. been pretty like pretty you know chill right. for for the path that we've been on, you know. And so like hearing hearing your story of where you've been of where you've been, it's just like what damn dude, like you know how how did like how have we just been so. Like straight, yeah. You know, like, like just kind of straight you would down tell the road. Me. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know, man. Like, I don't, man. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have mental illness in my life, so that yeah. could be a huge part of it. I mean, I was growing up diagnosed with bipolar and all sorts yeah. of shit like that, and I have to take medication for it and those types of things. And the drugs didn't help at all. No, man, not at all. I mean, that just amplified. They don't every help problem. anything like ever. You no. know, <laughs> no, yeah, not man. at all. And even like even the benefits that we can have, like I can't right. even smoke weed anymore. Uh, I well, just, that's like, good that you just like yeah, stay away yeah, from it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like 
and I hate to be this guy, but it is a gateway for a lot of things. It like, definitely is, man. Uh, not in the, the traditional sense, saying like, well, if you smoke weed, you're definitely going to do this. But I do think it definitely opens up your mind to the idea of trying like, other well, things. It, it's well, it's I mean, just like, you know, like right now, like I want to dabble in some psychedelics, but my purpose for dabbling in psychedelics is for spiritual reasons. Right. So it's like, for me, like my gateway, like it's open, trust me. I've had offers and I'm like, Maybe, right. but it's always like, well, you know, I know, like personally, I'm like, I know the possible path because I grew up with two parents who are pill addicts. So like, I know the path and I know like the danger. And so I just go, fuck that. I can't do that because I have an addictive personality. So yeah, it's, I was lucky to, to be born without an addictive personality, but I also, I, I, I see the same thing because it's almost like with weed, you know, I never smoked weed throughout high school. I was never, right. never big into that and stuff. And then now like I, I smoke it pretty often but mm-hmm. like i mean it starts with like the way that i've seen it just in, in my progression of it it's like you know you'll smoke once a week and then you'll smoke every day of the week yeah and then you're like okay i'll start just driving high all the time yeah yeah and then exactly. but like well and like you know i never did psychedelics until i started smoking heavily you right. know and like and I, I i do psychedelics for you know like spiritual reasons and shit too but i also when i was on shrooms the last time i kind of had this like realization like i like saw myself as like a heroin addict, you know? Right. And I was like, I could totally get there. Like I, that could definitely be my life. But I also like, I've lost friends to that and stuff, you know? And it's like, I see, and I saw the progression in them of going down that path, you know? So I've been super, super careful. And I I was lucky too, I guess like that happened to me in high school. Cause like I was kind of hanging out with older people and bands and stuff. And so like, it just just seeing these dudes like just derail their life with that shit, and yeah. I was like, okay, I just gotta stay clear of everything <laughs> like that, you know. So, all right, let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to Florida, Florida, <laughs> Florida. Because all right, we're on the path we're to on, Costa Rica. Don't worry, yeah, we're on the path. Oh no, dude, I want to hear not just Costa Rica. I want to, I want, I, I do want to dwell on this. You know, the drug. I, mean, I can give you the gory details, dude. I yeah, want, no, let's, I want let's gory details because people need to know that. You know, shit can happen to anybody at any time, and yeah. like I didn't expect to hear this. Yeah, know, especially, you especially knew me in high school. Yeah, especially yeah. Yeah. you, like knowing who you were in high school and shit. Like honestly, I'm kind of shocked yeah. right now hearing about yeah. just the path that happened after. And it, it, it's honestly, I mean, I'm I'm really happy that you're doing really good now. Yeah. You know, but it's scary of how easily. It can yeah. Happen. Oh yeah, no. Because you're the last person I would have thought that would have gone. gone yeah, that way. I mean, I could. It really happened my senior year. Honestly, um, I just like. You know, I wanted to graduate early. Right. I had all my credits to graduate. My parents were like, no, we want you to stay in school. Yeah. And uh, I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'll stay in school, but I'm going to have fun this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that, that big party I had was like the, was that the, spearhead the turning the... point of like my life. <laughs> Dude, I, I talk about that story a lot still because I like, I remember that night because I had just torn my ACL and I was in a straight leg brace and I shit. I remember that. And I was just like. I saw you pass out, like, I was like, all right, like, let's just help him up to his room, like, he's just drunk, like, let's just let him sleep, you know? Yeah. And then, like, the cops showed up, and I was like, I can't run, I'm just gonna hide in a hamper. Yeah. Like, fucking, <laughs> and then the next day, I was like, fuck, dude, I really hope Tristan's all right, man, because, like, I want, because they let me go home without an MIP or nothing, right. because you were being taken to the hospital, and I was, like, following the paramedics out, you know, because yeah. they were letting me go home, and I was like... <laughs> I was just, like, seeing you on, like, a fucking hospital bed. I was like, dude, this is his 18th birthday. I was like, this is fucked. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, got home and, like, went to bed and didn't really think anything of it. And then the next morning, you know, I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I hope he's all right. Like, 
That's fucking crazy. Right. I've heard so many different viewpoints of different people from that night. And right. I mean, the, I guess the big reason I, I had that party was because I wanted to start off my senior year like making With some like, friends. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends had graduated already. I mean, right. I didn't have a lot of friends in our class. Right. Uh, I didn't really like a lot of you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. No. I mean, I didn't. Hey, no, no. I, I had no friends at that school. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I had like the film crew was all yeah. I hung out with, but all yeah. of my friends went to different high schools, or they were all graduated. Exactly. I was a, I was a two face. I was friends with everybody. Yeah. I tried. I really tried my senior year. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of worked. I mean, the party definitely did what it was supposed to do, and I made a lot of new connections. But right. I mean, it wasn't really for the best in the long term. Right. Uh, because I kind of like, it's like that un- initial shock, you know, it's like you drink heavily for a while and you, you start like going like, man, I could do this every day. Like, it's whatever, yeah, man. like I'm just going to drink beer or like fucking what, smoke weed every day. You know, it's just like we're, we've talked about, like I had to cut down a whole lot because I was smoking four or five times a day. I was smoking before work. Yeah. I was like, I got to that point where I was literally waking up, smoking a bowl and going to work. And I was like, this is the part where like this is not cool. Like right. if I, if I'm like literally sitting in my car and like rolling a joint at fucking six o'clock in the morning, yeah. like this ain't cool. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Trust yeah, me. No, I, yeah. I was working at good times for a while. Same shit. Like smoke before work. Smoke yeah. on my break. Like, and you just, yeah. You know, do whatever I can to get high because like, I just fucking hated everything. Yeah. And right? like you, you start, you start saying that like, Oh, if I'm not high, like, or if I'm high, like things will be, you know, it's like looking at like a be- yeah, like a beautiful sunset. You're like, yeah. I'll just re- be able to relax because I'm really stressed out. See, yeah. but I think I think the problem too is you think that like, you think like the world is the problem. You know, you think like, fuck, I hate everything. You feel and really it's not, grandiose. Yeah, but too. it's like yeah. it's like I'm not the problem. The fu- everything else is, and it's right. just like if you can take a second and just go like, oh. My outlook on shit is the reason shit sucks. Well, that's you know, the like, shrooms come in, right? No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> big, big, big open there. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, Florida. Florida. So I'm in Florida, drinking a lot, not getting a job. Uh, Where were you at in Florida? I was in Tampa area. Tampa, so I was okay. A little bit north of Tampa in uh, Palm Harbor. Palm Harbor. Okay. So you got beach and shit or not? Yeah, I got beach and swamp and all that good shit. So Um, you had like the little mixture. I was like, I mean, I spent my days like hunting for gators, like just looking around for them. Like not actually hunting. Oh, I was like, dude, what the fuck? I was like, you are the most interesting I just like really just wanted to see one. Yeah. Because I'd never seen one in the wild. And I did find some. They're terrifying. You see them and you're just like, oh, like that's. That's an actual fucking predator. That is something. That's a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. I have a picture of my of me next one that we uh, with my family when we went down there. We we found someone like they're fucking yeah. Like yeah, dude. you just realize like dinosaurs aren't extinct. I like, fucking alligators fed, are the just the most tough ones of them. Dude, you know, I fed one. I fed one in the wild in New Orleans on the bayou. Like literally held a piece of chicken. Oh, yeah, that's and took it out of my, my birthday this year. Beautiful man. I have some rec- to go down there. On I'll, I'll, I'll give you some recommendations on where to go because th- I lived there for like three or mo- four months. Hell so yeah. it was beautiful. But I fed one, and after that motherfucker, when I felt the initial force of the actual bite on the piece of meat, mm-hmm. I was like, "Bro, this isn't even like this isn't like he's like coming after predator. Like this dude feeds these gators every day because they're on the bayou. I wonder what the fuck that pressure is like when they're actually pounds. trying to kill you. Seven hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Like, I was like, fuck that shit. But like, crocodiles like, with the spin and shit. You've yeah. Got, you've got that initial bite, and then the fucking spin. Uh, they rip God, you to imagine shreds, how bad dude, that shit has to hurt. Anyways, 
Florida, 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 Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. <laughs> I want, I want to hear the so, whole story. Florida kind of came crashing down for me because mm. uh, Hurricane Irma hit us. Fuck, oh, man. <laughs> so um, we were like just kind of chilling in the house because my cousin's mom was like, "We're not gonna go to like the safe place. We're just gonna stay in the house." Like we've been through so many hurricanes before, it's never that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really wasn't too bad, but it was yeah. scary as fuck. Yeah, I'm like, sure. The, uh, power flickered on and off and like, you know, the winds were fucking yeah. crazy and I'm cr- like cramped up inside, like sticking my head out the window to smoke a cigarette. And my <laughs> cousin's like, stay away from the window, you you're fucking like, idiot. Like, and I'm fuck like, you, nah, dude, I'm I'm my fucking nicotine. Dog. <laughs> Let me smoke my cigarette, dog. Fuck. And then right after that, right after the hurricane ended, uh, I was like, I'm out of here. I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to be in a hurricane ever again. Um, and so I drove back up to Colorado uh, which it was crazy because it took a few days for me to be able to do that because all the gas stations were closed, were closed and nothing was opened up and like it looked like fucking Walking Dead down there. Fuck. Uh, and then when I was driving up Florida, like uh, I drove like through Florida and Georgia and like the first I did it in two days this time and I went from Florida. I drove from Florida to St. Louis, Missouri in one stretch. Fuck. Um, what is that like? Seventeen hours. Yeah, exactly. Seventeen. Yeah. Fucking a. And. Uh, the whole, my side of the highway was like completely empty because literally everyone was just go, coming back to Florida on the other side of the oh, highway. Yeah, yeah. And so you see all these cars and just back-to-back traffic for hours and hours and hours. And I'm like thinking like, that's going to take them days to get home. And like, there's and then their this... home's going to be fucked up. Yeah, imagine how bad that sucks because they know all their shit's fucked up. Fucked and up. And they're just like going to have like... to go back and fix it. And then yeah. they're just sitting in traffic. It's road trip to hell. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, yeah. so I got back here and then, um, at that point, my mom was like, all right, you really struggling, so you could come live with me for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, she's like, her kind of rules really, you know, you gotta have a job, you gotta like work and save up yeah. some money, and then you gotta figure out what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and so I worked at King Supers for a bit. I was decorating some cakes, because you know I'm an artist, and yeah, it was man. easy, I mean, easy enough to pick up. And I did some pretty stellar cakes for them, like... I would do these like mountain like Bob Ross cakes and shit. No shit. Yeah, I have a picture of one. I'll show you after oh, the fuck cast. It. But um, yeah, basically, I was doing that for a while, and I ended up saving a good amount of money doing that because I just it. like cut myself off from all the people up here. That yeah, were and you're just working, 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 working until I reached out to an old friend, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I got right back into it. And that's you know, and let's let's pause right there because that's that's a big thing because that's what happens. It's almost like you know, not dropping names, but like people that I know, you know, like with alcohol or drug addictions, and and it's like the relapse thing. Even if it's not the substance, it's the people that you can relapse onto. Exactly. So it's like if you put you know, let's say, let's say you're just hanging out, and you're like, man, you know, I haven't talked to so and so and so in so long, but they're a heroin addict, and you've been heroin addict. Guarantee fucking to you, they're gonna get you right back into Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah, and that's that's what happened. And uh, I was right back in the trenches. I was driving to Greeley every night, like telling my mom, like, oh yeah, I'm going to like so and so's house to like watch a movie. Yeah, and just like becoming really good at just lying and being a sack of shit and like yeah. just so all this money that I'd saved up to Went uh, straight. to go to Costa Rica. Spent it all on Coke. I spent $2,000 on Coke. Um, and my mom at that point was so worried about me and she called my dad. And they're divorced. So right. like that is pretty big when my mom calls my dad. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know what? He spent all his money to go to Costa Rica, but he's still going. 
so they paid for me to go to Costa Rica because they were like, we don't want our son to die. Because, yeah. I mean, it was no, bad. I mean, like, At that point, like... $2,000, yeah. That's... I mean, it was like really fucked. So give me, give me like a time span of like... So 2000 bucks, like, you start getting back three into... Weeks. Three Are you In fucking three shitting weeks. me? Three weeks. Holy Jesus fuck. Uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't do all of that blow. Well, right. I well, was, yeah. like, I was the type of person to buy it and, and then just share. fucking yeah. share it with everybody I fucking saw. Like, you want a line, you want a line, you want a line, you want a line. And, like, literally just, like, fast shit. Like, crazy, crazy shit. And, like, I'd go home, wake up in the morning, do a bump, go to work, do a bump. And then I was working at good times because I lost my job at King Supers because I didn't go. And so I had three weeks I was working at good times just fucked up. Like, crazy shit. Like, burning myself. Like, fucking stumbling around, eating mushrooms on the job. Like, and I love mushrooms but like i will never abuse them the way i did because they kicked my ass for for doing that to them like i mean uh, mushrooms are i i feel like fucking... they know you and you know them and if you treat yeah. them wrong they're gonna treat you wrong too yeah and that yeah, literally mushrooms, happened mushrooms fucked with me when i it fucking that was yeah. rough like acid really wasn't tough at all like like Acid was nice yeah. to me, and mushrooms was like not nice to me at all. You See, know, like now my relationship with mushrooms is pretty great because I hardly ever do them. I only mm-hmm. do them when they come to me, and it's like it's, it's like, like it's a, almost like a spirit. Yeah, I do, I do shit real like real well, and that, like I said, like I make like kind of like a ritual out of it and make it where yeah. it's like I'm doing this this one time, and I'm gonna like go real deep into shit. You yeah, know, yeah. But like I I've never been big into like party drugs and shit. You know, right. so like that's right. that's well, one lucky aspect yeah. of it that. Damn, man, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm caught up on, because, like, I know, like, I know people who do, like, spend 2,000 bucks on coke or, like, 4,000 bucks on it's coke or whatever. And, yeah, I mean, it just shows, like, how fast that shit gets you. It's extremely addictive and literally, like, not even that great. And that's the part that sucks, is your brain is just telling you you want more. But then you look back on it when you're sober and you're like... Why the fuck? Why? Uh, Why did I do that? It wasn't great. But then, of course, you know, you get excited about it because you've got all these receptors in your brain that right. you're so used to it. So someone says the word Coke. And you're like... And you're like, <laughs> okay, or you're at the gas station pumping gas and you smell some gasoline and you're like, oh, that smells good. Right. Like, it's fucking gross. Like, it's what? disgusting. Wait, 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 wait. Back that up. What do you mean? Like, what, like is that a... Is I that mean, a trigger? Kinda, yeah, it can be for some people. I mean, a lot of people have different things, like different tastes. Because, you know, when you do coke, you kind of have this uh, feeling in the back of your throat. Your throat goes numb, and it's a really disgusting taste. But over time, you kind of associate it. They call it the drip. That's, so yeah, yeah, the yeah, drip, yeah, yeah. It's gross. It tastes like just straight turpentine chemicals, like nasty shit. But over time, you tend to associate that with the feeling of, like, you know, being up. And you start to like the drip hmm. and then you smell things that remind you of the drip or you, you know, you just, it's, so it's just that it's, whatever you connect with that. It's literally that habitual. It's, it's like having, yeah, like if you're a chewer or a smoker, like the right. habitual well, thing. And snorting a line is a big habitual thing because you know, all your friends get together, you're all sitting in some cramped bedroom in a basement somewhere and you yeah, got a mirror, mirror and you're fucking, and you know, someone's rolling like, who's got a dollar bill? Who's got a dollar bill? I got a dollar bill. And then like, you know, if you don't got a dollar bill, you're like looking around for like old, like McDonald's yeah, straws like straw or some or crazy shit like that. And if you don't have that, you're just snorting it right off the mirror or like putting it on your fucking car keys or yeah. some shit doing it yeah quick and uh you know it gets really exciting you're waiting for your turn and like you're watching other people so it, it. it definitely becomes like a tribal like hive mind yeah. thing yeah definitely. i can definitely see that i mean even like smoking weed well, in a big extremely, setting is like the same it's an thing. extremely social drug you know my friend had a bullet 
and you know he'd load up his bullet and we'd go to like parties and shit and then we'd just like catch eyes with each other and we'd go to the bathroom and like you know like snort off the bullet and then co go back out and just be amped up and like find new people to like hey you want you want to lie like if we thought they were cute or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh so that was crazy shit but going that's, back yeah, to like yeah. my parents are like you know he's gonna die if he keeps doing this so they, so your parents um, fully knew but at that point like what you had been up well, to. Well, I actually told them. Okay. Uh, oh, gotcha. There was a point because my mom was like, where's all your money? I'm like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard to lie. <laughs> and I was like, being like, a, I was being an asshole too. I was like, I spent it all. What's it to you? And she's like, oh, I mean, you were saving that to go on your trip. You know, you've been planning this for months. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know what? I spent it on Coke. What the fuck do you want from me? Like just being totally just like a shithead. Yeah. And she, she, you know, I'm sure she probably like cried later. She told me she did, and like she didn't show me any emotion. She was just pissed and like, what the what, what the fuck do you mean coke? Like, like, like coke? You don't do yeah. coke, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, says I do. I mean, it was really <laughs> fucking bad, and I mean, it's even now like there's a lot of trust issues with my mom, and that's right. a year ago. So this timeline of this now is coming last up. February. Gotcha. Uh, so, well, two Februarys ago. So now. was it about like the time that you left for Costa Rica? Is right. About, about the time that you... I did not stop doing coke until the day I got on the airplane. Really? And... Wow. So did you kind of tell yourself like, when this happens, I'm done? Right. And the most ironic thing is, is guess where there's a shit ton of really good cheap ass coke? Fucking yeah, Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't do any when I was there. Um... I got there. I had two weeks before my certifications to teach English started because that's why I went down there to yeah, get certified yeah. to teach English. Uh, and so I had two weeks in this little beautiful coastal beach town called Samara. And uh, I was living in this little house. Uh, I was renting out a room for like, I think it was like 300 bucks for the month. And uh, it was right by the beach, like five minute walk to the beach. Everything's a dirt road. There's cows everywhere. There's probably like 300 people in the whole town. Uh, there's a few bars along the beach and restaurants and f like little orchards and shit, mm -hmm. like just extremely beautiful, like yeah, crystal, like crystal green yeah. water, like amazing. And so it was the best place to detox off of coke because yeah. you know I had all these you have to distract yeah, me. Yeah, you have the visual well, just, and it, like excitement too. You just yeah, have to, oh yeah, to be excited exactly. About. And I didn't speak any Spanish when I went either, and so I just had to kind of like learn Spanish as I went. And, uh, Honestly, I was actually going to ask, do you, do you know Spanish? And that probably made it even cooler because then you have yeah. you have that struggle of like assimilating into a culture. Exactly. You that, know? that was a huge part of it too. Uh, and I did really well uh, for the first few months I was there. Um, and I was living in this house and there would be other travelers that would pass through and I'd hang out with them and make really strong, deep connections with them. And then, you know, a lot of these people didn't have Facebook or Instagram or anything right. like that. And so, you know, I'd spend like three or four days with like, for example, I spent three, uh, I spent four days with this couple uh, that were like a few years older than me, older than me from Italy. Ooh. and we spent like literally like the whole day together we go to the beach we'd mm -hmm. walk around and like shoot the shit and drink some beers and like talk about life and death and all these crazy crazy so, like, things real real like real, real connections, connections like right? we went skinny dipping one night like we had a threesome like crazy shit, Fuck. Crazy shit. <laughs> and then I have to say goodbye to them, and there, I have no way of contacting yeah. these people ever again. And this happened to me for weeks, where I'd meet these crazy, awesome people, and then never see them again. And it, like, really taught me so much about, like, you know, 
appreciating shit for what it is yeah. and appreciating how finite things can be and learning to move on and not dwell on the things you can't change and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, real talk. Uh, so, I mean, it was really a huge life-changing experience for me to go through that and it sucked and I cried a lot. And Well, and I'm sure it's like one of those things where like the universe, I mean, God, whatever, whatever you call your thing um, in the world, there's an energy that like it it pushes certain things so like not saying like these were omens but like you oh, know totally it, it, yeah they have to they were right no, okay. no, don't fucking bullshit <laughs> all right cool all right but they're like, fucking yeah, omens yeah. dude yeah. and you know i think i think what the universe does is it it pushes these certain people into your life to go hey i'm gonna fucking reality check you right now and i'm gonna make you realize some shit about yourself so you know kind of not going back but like touching back on when you're saying, oh, I didn't have a lot of friends in high school, blah, blah, blah. Didn't have like that many connections. I threw a party to, to, to gain that you're, you're now gaining fucking years worth of relationships in like three days. Yeah. I mean, it was literally the most amazing time I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a big part of it for me was that this was training me to be able to live the rest of my life without making a lot of these same mistakes again. And I'm living by that and I'm not going to speculate if that's true or not right. because it's true to me. And as long as it is to me, like it's going to continue to be that way. Right. And I got a few tests along the way too. my first test. I was in Costa Rica. I met this really cool girl. Uh, and this was when I was living in the central Valley now. So this mm -hmm. is away from the mm -hmm. beach. This is in the capital city, San Jose. Right. Uh, and I'm starting to you know, go to the bars again, go to the clubs and Hang kind around, of reintroducing yeah. myself into a more urban environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I've got some like people who go to like the gay clubs and shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm starting to meet these people, you know, like you want to bump Coke and like those were tests for me. And I, I felt, you know, there's a few times I was like, Oh fuck, I can't be around this and shit. And then, um, you know, I got really good at just being like, no, I'm fine. And like not being like super triggered by it, not being like super down about it and just be like, no, I'm going to go get another drink. But like, that's cool. Like, like brushing still, it off. Right? Saying, and then, it, you like... know, just kind of dance away from them. And like, yeah. I'm okay with that now. And like coming back to the U.S. and kind of, you know, encountering like the guy I live with right now, he does blow. And like, I'm okay with it because I literally am okay with just saying no. And it well, doesn't well, affect you can my put yourself in a situation too where like, you're you're completely okay with like shifting it off and it's there then like you it, you know especially like living with somebody who who does it and you're able to just be completely fine with it. that's almost better than just like completely because like yeah. if you completely shut yourself off you're never like, gonna you're gonna lose then, connection then, well that but then if you ever experience it again you'll be like Ooh, yeah kind of, but now yeah. you now you know well, for a fact you don't need to do it he you know? knows he the guy i live with is a good friend of mine that I've, yeah. I've known for several years now and uh i never really got into my crazy shit with him there's a few nights maybe but like he only does it probably once or twice a month now mm -hmm. if that and he i don't even think it's that much anymore we used to do a lot of it together mm -hmm. um but you know, I told him when I moved in, I said, I honestly, like, you can do it if you want. Like, I'm not going to, like, hang around it. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to, like, not be your friend because of it. Because, yeah. you know, a big part of, of maturing and growing up is being able to recognize that, like, the world is not going to cater to what exactly, you right. think you might or might not need. And, and that's what, and that's, an, that's one thing that, like, I wish a lot of people would understand. Like, you know, like, you can try to say, you know, for people who or previously, you know, sober, who just got sober, you know, like, I think that's the time when you need to keep that shit away from them, because then it is, like, a definite, like, oh, fuck, like, 
they're going to freak the fuck out. They're going to be triggered immediately. But, yeah. but once they grow to a stage of like, they know who they are and they know how they that know self-actualization. Yeah, exactly. And they, I'm not there yet, but like but, I'm working on it. Exactly. But that's the thing. Well, it's I feel never like, honestly just hear, like listening to the way that you talk about it. I think you're pretty close to just being completely good with it, you know, but I, I that's, I liked, I kind of liked what you said of just like, it's, it's almost like, you know, you got to realize that the world just doesn't cater to you. It doesn't. You know? yeah. And so, it like, does. and I feel like that's something that everybody has where it's like, uh, and especially in our generation, that's something people have. So when people in our generation come clean from shit like that, it's like, oh, well, all of you need to change your fucking lifestyles because I'm not like that anymore. Right. And it's like, no, you just need to fucking learn how to handle your shit. And let exactly. Other people do their shit, you know? Fucking exactly. Can I hit your vapor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there... All right, there's me being an addicted yeah, nigga to scratch. I do. I, 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 I was yeah. actually just realizing this yesterday that I'm not addicted to anything. I don't Hell have Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the in, one addiction I've got maybe left. Twitter. <laughs> I am addicted you to Twitter. You are addicted to Twitter. Dude. But no, I don't. teach me how to Twitter. I don't. Uh, okay, I'll show, I'll, I'll, I'll show you my ways. I don't no. understand it. No, I. Uh, that's the only thing that I like. I tried to delete it. I tried to get off of shit. And I, I like literally can't fucking do it. Yeah. But... Like, I don't drink coffee that much. I'll drink maybe yeah. a half a cup of coffee, I but I don't, like, coffee. need it. Don't, I don't smoke cigarettes normally, you know? And even then, like, smoking on the deck today, like, I won't crave cigarettes right. or whatever, you know? And, uh... You're very lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super... I just am, like... Or, or even, like, sex. Like, I don't even care about it, you know? Let's take a moment and say uh, a community fuck you to Lucas for being a perfect person. That's <laughs> perfect. I just no, don't I know. I know, I know. I, 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 I don't have an addictive personality. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to so you, you don't necessarily thrive off of pleasure in a way that creates chaos in your life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what you're trying to say. Right. Which, which is, which is <laughs> but a... But that's like, I mean, it's insanely lucky that I... Yeah. No, you're, up with that. you're definitely, like, I mean, I've had a few times where you said that, I'm like, nah, man, like, everyone has their vice, but at the same time, I mean, just like you said, Twitter is your vice. That's your thing. Mm -hmm. And like, thank God it's Twitter and it's yeah, not heroin. Right. So it's like, for me... Although I could see myself going down the old no, opioid road because, if I opened myself Because up. opioids and fucking that like, shit... That was the one thing ever that I got surgery and I like, you know, took actual like real pain pills for once and I was like, oh... This is why. I get it. Like... <laughs> see, you know? and that opens up a whole can of worms because I just got back surgeries and mm -hmm. I was telling you guys and I got prescribed some hydrocodone for that and uh, my mom was like super nervous about it and she right. was like, I really don't know if you should get pain pills. Like, you know... Those, I, yeah, you, they're you dangerous. you got a fucking crazy addictive personality and I felt so fucking proud of myself because I took them for like four days. Dude. And I took the lowest dose possible. I gotta give you a high five for that like, shit. Like literally was just like not doing like the shit. Like microdosing yeah. the shit. Like literally like didn't even want them, but they were like near and I need them. And I did need them. And yeah. it's okay to take them when but, you need them. But, but you know, the good thing about that is, is, uh, you know, like obviously I, I mentioned like my mom was way into him because she uh, fucking got her knee replaced and shit. And I saw that growing up. And like, as I grew up, I realized I was like, oh, you know, I wonder why my mom was a pill addict. It's not because she wanted to be. It's because that she shit, that that lit, that shit, literally fucking takes over your life. Oh yeah. And when I tore my ACL, I took them for a day. I took a muscle relaxant and then uh, uh, oxycodone. Yeah. And I and I literally sat there and I was like, "Fuck this shit." And I was like, "You know what, man? The only way my body's gonna adjust to the pain is if I deal with the pain. Mm -hmm. And once I my body adjusts to it, the pain will subside." 
and my body will naturally know how to deal with it and not recognize it. And so, because yeah, people survive shit like that before fucking exactly, and and that, and that was my thought. I was just super scared about taking the pain pills. I, I took them back when I had surgery a few years ago, but like they were, my mom was just giving them to me, and I'm pretty sure she stopped giving them to me, like and just told me it was pain pills. Um, but I was super scared because my my biological mother, who gave me up for adoption mm-hmm. when I was born, uh, was was and is now like extremely addicted to opiates uh and i mean i actually i've met her a few times and most times that i have met her have been really not good experiences for me yeah um just because we are so much alike in so many ways Mm -hmm. and when i'm around her i trigger her and she triggers me i actually went and saw her last december uh, and just got like super drunk with her, and then we got in a huge fight, and like it was like uh, really man. awful. And I've only met her like four times in my whole life. Is it okay? Can I ask you about? I didn't. I actually didn't know you were adopted. Um, but this is, you know, my family adopts. I have. Um, I don't know if you actually knew that, but I have. Um, hold on, I gotta four. actually figure out four. Uh, no, no, three, three. I have well, three and a half adopted mm-hmm. siblings. But that's something I've always wondered about: is growing old because they're all real young right now. Like growing older, what does, what what are like some of the questions that you start to ask as you get older about that? You know, because none of them really care right now about who their right. mom is, and 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 also that's you know, two of them are biological siblings, and their mom is a, a heavy heroin addict, yeah. and and then the other one is uh, was born on meth, you know. Yeah. So it's like something they're already predisposed to. Right, yeah. and I was and I was so, born that same way, like born right. addicted to the opiates and shit, right. and. Uh, I mean, I actually always really kind of cared about it, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's because my sister, who's also adopted, had an open adoption. So I grew okay. up not knowing anything about my biological family mm-hmm. and watched my sister grow up with, you know, her biological mom and biological grandmother, and she had a little biological brother, like, coming mm-hmm. over on holidays and bringing presents. And they'd bring me presents, too, but i kind of be like, Who's the right, Who the yeah. fuck, like, who, who the fuck are you guys? Yeah. And uh, that's actually the, the people that I went and lived with in Arizona was my sister's biological mom oh, gotcha, and gotcha. her husband and uh, her two children, um, which it's really confusing to explain if you don't have the context. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I always knew I was adopted growing up. Okay. It was never a secret. Um, yeah, my family doesn't keep it a secret yeah. either because it's like they're gonna. Yeah. I mean, three of them are three yeah. of them are black. You know, yeah. so <laughs> you can't tell really fucking is. turn around that. I uh, you but tan really easy. I had uh, <laughs> I had like books growing up and stuff about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two sides of the books my family read to me when I was growing up. One side was the adoption books. So, you know, it'd be like stories about kids, like being upset about being adopted. Like, Oh, you know, my, I bet my real mom is like a a pop star. Like Mm -hmm. my real dad's an NFL football player. And then, you know, teaching the kids about like, "Mm, parents probably aren't like that. Right. Uh, And then the other side was like the books, like really like, Oh, we fucking love you. You're our child. And like, Mm -hmm. there was one I remember it was called I'll love you forever and like all these like really gooey books yeah 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 yeah. Uh, so that was really good that my parents did that but then I got to a certain age where I was that kid that's like fuck you my real mom's probably way cooler than you and I had no fucking clue about it and like my parents didn't want to tell their kid like your mom's a fucking drug addict like see that's what my parents have done like that's what because my youngest brother Tommy I mean his mom like I I think my mom was always terrified like oh shit, like he'll go and look for his mom and find her and she'll just be a meth head at the bus stop, right. you know, and he'll just be like, fuck, that's what oh. made me, you know, and like, 
and I feel like he was, I, I feel like my mom always just wanted him to know, like, look, this is where you came from, but that's not what, you know, you that's are, not no, what you are, are you know? And that, that's a huge fear that I, I have been and still do kind of struggle with because I've, I've met her now and I know it, like who she is. Yeah. She's not some horrible, horrible, like horrible person, but right. she got a lot of problems mm-hmm. and right. the only thing that she's ever really like been super sincere about telling me is how similar we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, she said, I was so much like you growing up and like, I can feel the connection like 100%. Right, right. I did not, this woman did not raise me. Right. Uh, I didn't well, there's know just her, some things that you just, but it's not yeah. just like little things though. It's like mannerisms, the way we speak, right. uh, the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Like we both put our arms above our heads sometimes just to like, you know, go like this. Like, I mean, just really random shit yeah. like that where it's like, how the fuck does this travel from one generation to the next yeah and then it gets me thinking like oh shit like you know she's she's like 53 years old and she is still like doing this whole up and down thing Mm -hmm. uh and i'm really trying to get past that mindset and be like you know what i'm not her yeah yeah, i'm not yeah I I i think that helps having that like predisposition of knowing like okay this is in my nature basically to, right. to, to do that but and but so, i'm gonna make yeah the... so like you can basically be like well fuck that like i'm not gonna be that yeah. and it's a lot of people it's like they don't actually know how to help themselves because they you know there's nothing to grab onto right. and so if you can be like okay i see that but that's not what i'm gonna be right and like and just make put you know put a handhold within yourself to fucking pull out of that that's absolutely yeah well you know and it's it's kind of odd that like we're on this subject because i just met my girlfriend's biological mother today and i i was sitting there like is casey adopted yeah she's she's adopted too and uh, i met her biological mom and like they have the same like they both have dyed their hair pink and like halfway and like the way that they talk and the way that they move and say things i was like she went into like the gelato shop we were at and i was like do you realize like you guys are too similar and she was like no, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's and I was like, weird. it's fucking crazy. Because mm-hmm. it's it's like I'm talking to an older version of you. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but she has a lot of mental health problems. And I was like, well, but you have to make that, you know, you you have to, like, find you and not, like, go down the path. Because I say it every day. I'm just like both my parents. I do right. the same shit. The way I talk is like my father. The right. way I conduct too. business is like my father. The way my emotions work is like my mom. That's why I can talk to my mom. Well, it's just genetically it, exactly. into you. Yeah. You exactly. can't change that, but you can change the way that you work with Exactly. It. One thing my mom always told me growing up, and it's always kind of stuck with me, is that everybody in your life, and including yourself, has dealt a hand of cards in your life. Right. And it's totally up to you how you want to play those and, cards. And, mm-hmm. and literally what's put down on the table and, and how you're going to, you know, say it's Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Like life is Texas Hold'em. For mm-hmm. real. You know, are you going to fold on this hand or are you going to take a risk? Are, are you going to check? Are you going to raise the bet, lower the bet? Are you, you know, based on what yeah. the cards on the table are and the cards in your deck, what are you going to do with those? And that's a good analogy. That's, that's a great analogy because my parents said the same thing to me. You know, yeah. I... You got dealt shitty cards. Well, I'm going to take these shitty cards and hope I get a flush. Exactly. Like, it's me, all about the poker face, yeah, too. Man. It's all about oh, your, like, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. I mean, it really fucking is. And, like, you can dance around it all you want. But, I mean, none of us really know what the fuck we're doing. Nobody no. can tell you that they do because they absolutely don't. Well, even people that are, like, wait. I mean, like, living with my grandpa right now, talking to him, it's, like, even at that age... You're still just taking every day, just like, I don't know what the fuck to do, so I'm just going to keep going, you know? For real. Like, 
And my grandpa's like, you know, got his shit together too. So it's not, you know, and it's just, I just kind of realized it's like, okay, you're never going to know what to do. So quit fucking worrying about it. You know, like just, just fucking make the best decision you can make right then. And that's all, and that's all you can do. You know? Exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm eating my Let's, uh, all right, let's go back to Costa Rica. So, so, so yeah, I mean, mean, no, this is good. I'm really, I'm really good at sidetracking. No, 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 no. This is what I want. This, this is what I want because it's like, I like going back and forth. So we have this main story, your story right now. And then you're, we're going to sidetrack and that's good because then we get other insights, you know? So it's like, but now let's bring it back. And you're, you're in the urban environment in the, in the central Valley, you know, you're being tempted and tested. Like I'm guessing every, every time you go out, I'm guessing you're getting tempted. So I had this group of, uh, of three friends that I had met in this little village that actually we all ended up in the same place. Uh, and two of us were even working at the same school. And at this point I was getting super clingy. Uh, it was three girls. One of them was from South Africa. One of them was from Trinidad and Tobago. And the third one was from Texas. Uh, Texas. (laughs) But the, the one from South Africa, her name was Shannon and her and I spent a lot of time talking about a lot of shit and mm-hmm. some of my deeper, you know, addictions that I had that, you know, I mean, I haven't even told my parents about some of this shit. I mean, I dabbled in heroin, had a problem with heroin for a while too. I mean, there's just so many different things. Um, and I really connected with her on that and like yeah. just talking about that. And she helped me through a lot of stuff I was struggling with. And, um, I mean, it was one of the first people in my life I felt like I could be totally honest with because she was like a perfect stranger, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, so I got really clingy and just like, you know, I was like, well, we should hang out after work. And it's like, well, you know, I got other stuff I got to do. And I'm like, like oh, come on, no, we got to hang out. Because, you know, in the beach town, we were constantly hanging out. Yeah. And then we moved to the big city and shit's getting a little bit more real and working yeah. more. And like things actually have to kind of get kicked into gear because we're, yeah. like, you know, trying to find apartments and doing all this shit. Right, right, right. Uh, and so it just became a lot more stressful and I don't think any of us really liked living in the city. So we were, we had a lot of like kind of anxiety over that because it just wasn't why we had moved to Costa Rica. Right. Uh, I mean, San Jose, like it's fine, but, uh, you know, it's, it's dangerous and it's not a pretty city. It's fucking, it's a pretty ugly place and you know, there's not like a whole lot to do besides going out to the bars and stuff like that unless you want to travel an hour or two outside of the city. Um, and so, yeah, we just had these really negative attitudes about it. And she actually, since then, she still lives in Costa Rica and she's now living in the city where we met, the little village. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went back because she's like, fuck the city. And uh, the other chick that was living in the city from Trinidad, she's in like Europe right now or something. So nobody ended up staying there. Right. Because it right, sucked. Right. Uh, but I was the first person to go. <laughs> I, uh, I actually got fired from my job uh, because I was allegedly an alcoholic. Uh, and the story behind that was that after work, I would, I would definitely stop and grab a beer. Right. A beer. And uh, the lady that I lived with, because I was living with like a, like kind of like a host family yeah, until yeah, yeah. I found my own place, um, she didn't speak any English at all. So she told me all the rules to her house in Spanish. And from what I picked up, she's like, you know, don't drink in excess in my home. Like, you can drink, but, like, don't drink a shit ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I guess a beer a day was a shit ton to her. 
Uh, and she called, she told my job, like, he's an alcoholic and he drinks before work, which was not true at all. I mm. have a can by my uh, bed, which I didn't have a bedroom either. I was living in the living room on the couch. Oh, gotcha. In, like, in the main living area, because the other three rooms were occupied, and it was the only place that the school could put me up. Uh, and so, you know, I'd have a can of beer next to my bed from the night before, half empty. And then I'm, I'm assuming I'd probably leave and she'd like look at it and be like, oh, is he drinking before work? Right. And I did great at my job. Like students loved me and like right. I got really good reviews on all of my, uh, you know, when the when my boss would come and like watch my lessons, they did nothing but good things to say. And then, you know, this thing pops up and they fire me on the spot. And I'm like, shit, I don't have anywhere to go. So I actually was coming back here to visit for a week. And they fired me the day before I was supposed to be coming back for a visit. So I had a return flight. Right. I just came back you and just, I didn't, you didn't have a return yet. flight. Um, and that, I came back here and, um, again, you know, my mom was like, well, you, you know, you can't live with me. Uh, yeah. We've done this before. And, right. you know, she found the note from the school, like, we fired you because you're an alcoholic. And, of course, I can't just explain it. Yeah, to and her. say, well, this and, is a misunderstanding. Like, yeah, it really, really was. And it's really something that I, I feel really poorly about now. Right. But, it, you know, but, it, you it know, happened for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and so I ended up moving in with my dad. And because of all this shit that had happened before I left for Costa Rica, there was extremely strict rules that were placed on me. Like, you know... You cannot go anywhere without telling me, like, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, I just lived on my own in, like, a foreign country for, mm -hmm. like, such this long period right. of time. And now I'm coming now back. Now I'm coming back. Like, and how, was the, how, how long was the period in Costa Rica? Six months. Okay. Six months. And so, um, you know, I come back here and it's like I'm being babied and, like, you know, they're not paying attention to any of the growth that I've had, all these life-changing experiences. Right. And I'm being treated like this, like, fucking criminal. <laughs> and so I was like fuck this. And my dad was like, you're not leaving. Like, I'm not letting you go anywhere. Uh, and he disabled the car. So I couldn't even jack the car and like, just get out of there. And I was up in steamboat. So there's really not a whole yeah, lot. There's not, like, yeah, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I did some really stupid shit and I actually like, and this is really bad and I, I don't feel good about this either, but I actually, uh, He's standing in my room, like, watching me. And I'm just, like, freaking out, like, losing my mind. Like, this is fucking nuts. Like, I don't deserve this. And so I grab a bottle of pillows and without thinking, like, put a whole bunch of them in my mouth. Uh, just to, like, you know, get him scared and, like, <clears throat> call an ambulance or something so I can tell them that he won't let me leave. Uh, and it was a really rash decision. I'm not right. proud of it now. I mean, there's a lot of people that really struggle with right, suicide right, thoughts. Right, I've right. struggled with it in the past. Yeah. Uh, it definitely was not like a fair thing for me to do because he didn't know I was fucking faking it. He, right. He thought, he, it thought he thought you were on. Um, yeah. You're, you're there. Yeah. And so, you know, the ambulance comes and they're like, well, we, we can't like not take you to the hospital because like your dad's reporting you tried to kill yourself. And I'm trying to tell him like, no, I really didn't. Like it was, I just needed to get out of there. He it, wouldn't it, let me walk in the fucking door. It was a, it was a rash act. To, you <sighs> yeah. know, it, it was I wasn't thinking at all either. Right. And like, I think maybe some part of me really did want to swallow it. But then at the last second I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to yeah. die right now. Well, right. it's like in touching on that, like, I mean, I had the same thing where it was, like I was trying to move back here uh, my junior year so I was turning 18 and I was like look man like Utah's not cutting it for me brother like I'm failing on my classes like all the classes that I was really really good at 
chemistry, AP, AP classes. I was failing everything. So I was like, fuck this shit, dude. I don't want to be right. here. This shit sucks. And I did the same thing. I, I basically, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a physical or like, you know, like he didn't see it, but I told him, I said, I, I, I remember the day I was like, yo, I have suicidal thoughts. I just don't want to be here. And I did it because I was like, the only way I can like actually make a difference and make some moves, make, yeah. Yeah, you know, is to say something. And then, you know, yeah. when I'm sitting in the hospital and they're doing psychology tests on, on me, how do you feel right now? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, and seeing my own father, like, you know, standing there crying. And man. of course you feel like and, a and you, of yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. And, and, and like, like, I feel fine. Yeah. Like, and you're just like looking at the, the possible, you know, the possible lo- loss of a child in, in your parents' eyes and yeah. you realize in that moment that how like fucked how fucked up it was. Yeah, exactly. And then from that day, he was like, if you want to move, like, I'll take you there. And like, yeah. promise me you'll do these things. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'll promise you more than those. Because yeah. the fact that like I scared you as a parent makes me want to be a better person. Yeah. And so that just reminded me of that because I've been there, and I and I and I wanted to relate to that because Absolutely. I know exactly what I'm you sure mean. Sure, a lot of people have. Right. Yeah, I think I scared my parents without even meaning to because I do everything in a really nonchalant like eh, whatever you know. Right. And so I was like, I literally was just like over at my parents' house drinking with them, and I kind of was like, yeah, I kind of think about killing myself all the time, you know, and they were like, what What the the fuck? fuck? Yeah, and I was like, and uh, and then now I'm like, why the fuck did I say Say that? that. It's like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, that's our. That's like our dark millennial humor, right. though. Like, yeah, like, well, it, are, are it, we even millennials? I don't even know anymore. We we, I literally we are, don't know but what the yeah, dividing no, line it doesn't fucking is. matter, man. We're just people. We're people born in a time. Yeah, that's the thing is like I I hate the whole generational thing because like I think I mean everybody's got different shit they deal with. I mean we all grew up in different like 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 this. I mean we all we all went to the same high school. You know what I mean? And we all have completely different fucking shit that's happened to us in our life. Like and people put a huge stamp on our entire age group, like as if we're all the same thing. It's it's like like, we're not, man. I I hate being. Because I don't relate with a lot of people. Yeah, right? no, I don't either. either. It yeah. sucks, and it's really hard for dating too. Because the yeah. only people I can date are like 10, 15 years older than me. I know. Oh, I was telling. Yeah. I don't know who I was telling that, but I was like, I literally only find older people attractive. Like, I don't even think about it unless they're like way, way too old for well, me. You know, and like I'm not the most attractive person ever, but I'm confident enough in myself. I don't know why I struggle so much with relationships. I think. Part of it is that I don't really like monogamy that much. Mm-hmm. I actually just recently went to a uh, a polyamorous potluck. That, that, that's what I am. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, poly. So I went to a polyamorous potluck and met all these really cool people, and I'm pretty sure I might be polyamorous as well. You know, I was definitely thinking about it for a very long time, and when I met my girlfriend, she... I was like, yo, do you want to be my girlfriend? She's like, yes, but there's some things I want to talk to you about, you know, like... Cause she's bi and you know, and she, right. you know, the only, the only per- people she would want to like do that type of thing with is, is girls and not dudes. And which as a dude, you're like, sure, whatever. Like it doesn't matter to me. But you know, at first I was like, I don't, am I, do I really want to do that? Or was I just thinking that type of shit at the time? Right. Cause I was like, ah, eh, it might be kind of cool. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm cool with it, man. Like it, yeah, see, I tried, know. I tried with that and it just, it like did not work out for me. You know, I was just like, right. it's uh, not for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I, I just learned like, I really don't like that, you know? And I thought, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, okay, maybe I can be cool with that. I can yeah. enjoy that, you know? And like, but also I never tried 
Like, it was like, because I was in, you know, I was in a relationship and shit, and we kind of talked about doing that, and I was like, okay, that might be, should I keep shaking the shit? (laughs) Uh, I was like, that might be fine, you know, I might be okay with that, and then the second, like, it it was actually a thing that might actually need to be addressed, I was like, nope, I don't like that at all, you know? (laughs) I mean, I've, I mean, obviously being gay, I've gone through a lot of emotions with sexuality and things like that, and uh, I went through a really awkward stage in high school where if I found a boy attractive, I would just really try hard to, like, flirt, Mm -hmm. and there was this guy that went to our high school, his name was Justin Curtis, Mm -hmm. oh yeah i was like obsessed with him for no fucking reason he barely even like talked to me at all i mean justin's a great guy though yeah i'm sure he is and i actually i had a few um conversations with him uh when i lived in florida like over Mm -hmm. messenger uh and he he actually apologized to me because he was like i'm sorry i kind of was a dick to you in high school Mm -hmm. and i was like it's fine like i still think you're hot as fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know it's whatever that shit comes full circle too man yeah those those dudes girls dudes whatever like if they realize they're fucking assholes in high school then they then they then they're in like that social area right they'll they'll fucking realize some shit like it's it's kind of like that cliche thing of like don't be mean mean to the nerd because they might be bill gates and you might be sucking sucking on their toes for fucking (laughs) microsoft you know and it's like but at the same time it's like just don't be a shit person you know and it that's kind of cool like you know like shit like that's Great. And I had a lot of growing to do. I mean, there was a one point actually. Uh, I invited Justin over to my house to paint him because I'm a painter, mm-hmm. and I was too focused on like trying not to be weird that the painting sucked. And like, mm-hmm. I'm a good painter, and right, so I was right. like, I'm so sorry, you're like, like came over to waste your time. Like this painting fucking sucks, and uh, that was like the last time that he like agreed to do that type of shit because I'm sure he could feel like me just being a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, now I don't know if you follow any of this shit. I saw it, I got introduced to it, like the whole James Charles thing where he's like a gay dude that like really flirts with all these straight guys. Right. And there's like some big controversy. I, I've, seen, what, I've seen some of that. What is it? I guess so I have. What, yeah, what is he? What does so he do above? Like, I, did, I didn't know who he was and I had to do some research on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I guess... Is like a, a beauty guru, like oh, oh that's right, yeah. He's makeup. like a YouTube he's like a makeup, makeup artist. Is he with the Jeffrey Star and all that? I type think of yeah, stuff? like yeah, kind yeah. of like that similar group. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's like friends with them, but he's kind of in like the same in the same realm of the same niche. Yeah. Gotcha, and uh, gotcha. there's just this recently this big controversy that came out where um, this other beauty person was like just kind of like really talking shit about him, like you know. You're you're gay and you try to like turn all these straight guys and I'm like yeah, I did that too when I was in high school but like you know at this point now a lot of my friends are straight and I've never once like tried you know, to, been yeah. uncomfortable around them and because I, I learned from that and yeah it, it was yeah. fucked up for me to do that to somebody but but I, also it's just like it's one of the things you know if if I was a straight dude trying to talk to a chick it's the same thing it, you know it's well, exactly yeah, what yeah. I was about to say it, everybody same does shit. yeah like I mean we all have like that stage of like learning of how to fucking be not weird with that right, shit, you know, because, yeah. like, I've definitely had so many, I, I literally, I can't go on dates, because I am too yeah, weird about, like, how the pressure of what a date has right. to be, you know, yeah. and, and like, still to this day, can't do it, Right. and, uh, but, yeah, like, in high school, I, I weirded out so many people, because it's just, like, you just don't know how to do it, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's just one of those things, it's like, you, you, you think that, like, the way you're doing it is right. And right. Then, like, yeah, you think you know fucking how to do it. And it's but like, you're, like, weirding them out or some right. shit. And, like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's gay or straight, man. It's this, it's literally the same thing. Right. It's just, like, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's, like, if it, like I had the same type of thing with a girl who, who was gay. 
I didn't know she was gay. And mm-hmm. I thought she was just cur- like, you know, curving me, you know? And, and I was like, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, this shit sucks. And then she's like, hey, do you want to get coffee? Like, she finally like was like, yo, let's go get coffee. I was like, fuck yeah, cool. Let's go. And then she was like, yeah, you know, like, I wanted to tell you, but I didn't, like, she's like, I haven't even come out yet. And she was just like, I didn't know how to say it, you know, and be mean, because I, I think you're really cool. And, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I didn't even fucking think about that possibility. Right. I was just thinking about me and me and me and right. me and That's me, the whole thing know? is, like, you always just think about yourself. And like, you're not even thinking the scope of Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, and that's another crazy thing, too, that I just kind of realized. That I never really had, like, a coming out. Like, I just kind of, like, you just assume that people knew or, like, it just it's never really been a huge, like, important part of my life. Like, a right. lot of, uh, some people make it the, kind like, of LGBT, whatever. Q plus Yeah, thing. I don't, I don't yeah, even really know. Because it's, it's not a huge part of my life. But, like, for some people, it becomes, like, an identity for them. Right. Uh, and, you know, I've had, you know, people ask me, like, is being gay, like, a big part of your life? And I'm like, I don't know. Is being straight a big part of your life? Like You just you just live. Wake up way. in the morning. Like, be like I'm what, fucking what straight. straight shit am I going to do? I'm going to go tinker on this car because yeah. I'm straight. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, I have a lot of interests that are considered gay. And I have a, a lot, lot of interests yeah. that are considered straight. You're, I mean, honestly, like. I, literally, like, man, I you're. I feel the same because it's like, I've, uh. I've honestly had even like my parents ask like, "Are you gay?" You know, because like I'm a very feminine yeah, person, yeah, and I have a lot of interests that are considered you know gay or whatever. Right. But I just, it, I it, it's the same thing. I've never really given a fuck, yeah. and yeah. so well, but, I've kind of defeminized since high school. Right. I feel. I don't know. I guess I could kind of I can kind of see yeah, that a little yeah, bit. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but like, even then, when I first met you, like when we were in that college composition class, I was just like, oh, no, it's just. He's just more I'm also, than dude. Like, yeah, I've never I, really read into that shit like that yeah, all that much yeah, anyway, yeah. you know, like, but yeah, I mean, it, I guess one question I would have is like growing up, maybe like in high school, is it hard to, Hella. yeah, cause, cause <laughs> I mean, that's one thing that I've always felt I is like, a, it's hard as a straight man. To, never had a homecoming date, never had a prom date, not right. a real one. I brought friends to prom. Right. Right. Um, and it was especially hard because, like, I wasn't, like, a super attractive or popular gay. Um, but you're so, extremely social. I yeah. mean, you're, I wasn't, you're like, I an, wasn't an extremely time, easy to get along with. Not at the time. No? no. I, I always kind of felt like you, you were. Felt like I mean, because yeah. maybe it was just that you were always nice to me. But like, I, I was very nice yeah. in high school, but I just didn't really, like, like, have a lot of the social skills that I do have now. Right. right? Okay, gotcha. Um, and I definitely didn't talk as well as I... As you do, do now. Yeah. now. I feel like I, 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 I definitely, a lot about language and just I definitely, how to express uh, myself. I, I definitely recognize your growth from, from high school. Because, I mean, I spent, like, fucking, what, three days a week with you every, right. every week for fucking a year. So, yeah. I, I definitely, or a semester, but, like, I definitely recognize the growth because, like, I, like, when you're like, hey, do you have any guests or spots on the guest list? And I was like, of course, man. Like, whatever. And I was, like, trying to think. I was like, man, but I don't really remember Tristan being, like, t- like, you were talkative, but, like, only to select people, you know, mm-hmm. and like even you know, because we had that writing group, dude. I still have essays and like oh, I edits. Have all those in my yeah, docs dude. And too. I was like, I was actually just looking at yeah, this dude. The other day. It, it's crazy. And I was like, but he was only he was only really talkative to certain people. I was like, I wonder how this is gonna turn out. Where it's like, because yeah. I haven't talked to you since then. And I was like, I don't know. This I might be cool. I hope it's turning out. Good. No, dude. No, this, I, this is, is great. This, this this is the shit that I I love talking about because. Yeah. This is the shit. We, we work ourselves into a corner of the shit that we talk about because, like, we you think know, the same. Yeah, we, we think exactly the same, and then it's both just like you know, 
oh, what's the fucking point of the universe? Why are we here? What are we doing this shit for? Oh, I love yeah. that. Like, I could get into that shit. No, too, no, but it's like, it's super nice we to do have it like all a the conversation time. like this. Yeah, well, we ground every, every fucking episode is like that, you know? Right. Yeah. And so it's nice to have like an outside point of view and be able to actually talk about other, other things, shit, yeah. You know? um, well, if you guys ever want to do like a microdose shroom cast in the future. <laughs> yes, we, yes, hell yeah, let's do that. I'm down as fuck. Um, all right, let's bring it back. So you're you're back in Colorado, and yes. you just had the, fake the, the fake attempt. suicide attempt. <laughs> God, my life um, sounds so fucking melodramatic sometimes. No, dude, it, it's it's, in, it's like yeah. I mean, and I hate to I, I don't mean it like this, but like it's interesting to listen to, you know. Yeah. And I but and I don't mean that in a way of just like like oh, examining yeah, like right. yeah. No, but, it's it's definitely it's the type of thing that people need to realize. Like you know, people have. Like, the shit that you see on the outside is not the shit that's going on oh, on the inside, right. and the shit behind closed doors is way different than the shit you, right. you can see when you're opening the fucking door. Right. Well, and, yeah, I just, I just want to say thank you. Like, thank yeah, you, thank you, thank you for, for talking about it, man. Like, this, this is I cool. I don't really get to talk about it that much, so no, it's I'm kind glad. of fun to revisit some of these yeah, old of memories. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm glad that, like, we get to be here for it. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's really... It's definitely raw. It's, it's raw. It's not rehearsed. Right. <laughs> Eddie Murphy in The Rock. <laughs> yeah, you need but, a red suit. That's a- <laughs> so, anyways, I'm in the hospital, and my dad has not spoken to me at all. He, I didn't even see him. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Like, is he going to come back? Or, like, what's going to go yeah. on? Like, am I just going to be stuck here? Uh, and they're like, well, we're not going to keep you because, you know, you told us it wasn't real and we believe you. Uh, and so they said, your dad dropped off a backpack. Uh, you're on your own is what he said. Uh, so I'm just, like, walking out of this hospital. No car. No, like, I had, like, a 100 bucks or something like that. Uh, but I'm in Steamboat. And yeah. I'm like, I can't stay here. And the only way to get out of there is fucking charter bus or some crazy shit. Uh, yeah, but the first charter bus wasn't leaving for another two days because it was like Friday night. Fuck. Oh, shit. So I hitchhiked. No from shit. From Steamboat to Boulder. I guess the one good thing with that, though, is Mountains the people that, really easy the pe- yeah, the people that you're going to see are not going to be fucking crazy. 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 People chop you so up. I got picked up by this like southern dude. He was like, where are you heading? I'm like, I'm trying to get to Fort Collins. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to uh, to Lakeview. Uh, and that's like an hour or so away from Fort Collins. And I was like, that is great. I thought I was going to get, you know, dropped off in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in the mountains. So, I mean, yeah. I got all the way to the front range just in this one shot. Damn, that's uh, lucky, it probably man. took maybe, and I was pretty lucky, it took me like 30 minutes probably just walking along the road. Damn. To find someone, so I felt pretty good about that. It may, like, real quick, it makes you think, like, I always see hitchhikers, and I'm like, man, like, I wish I could give them a ride, you know, like, I'm always just running I around. always think about it, and, and I never and, do it. And, 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 like, it's crazy that people still stop. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's cool that, like, for well, certain situations that, like, You don't look scary, all, though. That's right. right. You don't, you don't I'm look... I'm big, though. I'm a big guy. That's a good point. Yeah. So that's but, what I was worried about, but, you know, I, I, uh, I would turn around and smile at them, and... You know, yeah. try to look happy. And try like to look like, like not like you're gonna fucking right. chop them up and, and <laughs> do some crazy I didn't, shit. I didn't know what to expect or if I yeah. was gonna get chopped no, exactly, up. And I yeah. honestly didn't care. I was like, well, I'm not spending the night in the fucking forest. Like, right. I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna keep walking otherwise. Right. Um, and so he's like, you know what? I'm going to to Lakeview, but like, I'll bring you to Boulder. I think you really like Boulder. 
I was like, I've been to Boulder. It's cool, I guess, but like not really my thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's closer to Fort Collins, so by all means. So he drops me off at this park by Pearl Street, and it's probably like at this point like 1 a.m. And uh, so I'm like, I guess I'm going to sleep in this park tonight. And there's all these other homeless people. Because I, I was homeless pretty yeah, much. Like, yeah, So, I mean, there's all these other people in the park uh, in the park, just like, you know, leaning, leaning up against trees. And I got my water jug. And I really looked the part for sure. And I felt the part too. I stank. <laughs> and uh, this chick comes like lumbering over. And she's like, you look really out of place here. And I was like, how, did you, how could you tell? And she's like, I just know just you're not like this isn't you and she was like here come with me and i was like fuck it all right so i followed her to this 24-hour like little mom and pop grocery store called like lola's or something uh-huh, yeah what it was called um and i got like a tarot card reading that night and then uh she's like you're welcome to come sleep in my house tonight and like you don't have to sleep in the park, and I was like, "Holy what? fucking shit! This Damn, is nuts. that's lucky as fuck." Yeah, I, some somebody was watching over me on the intervention or some and, shit. Uh, and so I go back to her place with so her. So what? Did, wait, what did the tarot card reading say? Oh, it was like so on point. It was talking about like you know you are on a fucking crazy like roller coaster right now, and it was this homeless dude giving it to me, and he actually spent the night at this chick's house too. She was just like, all the homeless people come and that's chill cool at my that, house. Like she did that, yeah, know? and like none of us like neither none of us were sketchy, so I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, I'm sure know? she picked out people right. that didn't fucking scare her, right. you know. Uh, and she was a little out there, like she was kind of like you know spiritual like right. you know, auras and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and she's like it just so happens i'm actually driving up to fort collins tomorrow morning so why don't you hitch your ride with me uh and so you don't have to hitchhike on the front range because you're gonna it's gonna take a really long time for you to get a ride on this side of the mountains and yeah. i was like yeah <laughs> yeah sure uh and so i came up here and uh I messaged like a few people that I was like, oh, they're they're not going to be too sketchy to be around. Like they're good people. Uh, and I hit up my friend John, and mm-hmm. I was like, is there any chance I could like crash on your couch for a night or so? And I ended up living with him for a few months, and I started working with him when we were like selling solar panels, mm-hmm. uh, and I made up enough money to, uh, you know, put down on some rent somewhere. And I ended up moving down to Denver, and I was doing that for a while, and then. My back fucking Uh, goes out on me, uh, and I'm out of work for five months, and I moved back in with my mom, and at this point, my mom's kind of over a lot of the shit that happened, like, there's still some distress, but for the most part, she's pretty okay with me, um... So I moved back in with her. I get surgery. Uh, I spend a few weeks healing from that, and I got this job at Rise Broadband, and now I'm here. Damn, dude. (laughs) That is a roller coaster, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. It's been nuts. Dude. That is fucking fuck, man. Yeah. Like like Lucas said, I I feel now like we've just been kind of coasting. Your but, time will come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would like to I, coast from now on. Yeah, but. I no, feel like dude, I, I, I feel like we're we're on like a like a business roller coaster. All this shit, you know, yeah. like because we you know we've been working towards a bunch of shit, but yeah. it's like that's just been up and down and fucking doing it every day with that bullshit but like but i you know what it is man what it makes me think is like everyone has their own roller coaster that they're on yeah, they're yeah, a one right. seat roller coaster and i've had you know growing up your parents being pill addicts and divorce right. and moving and having to build my own adult life at an early age and understand what it's like to be 
because I was homeless with my mom. We, yeah. we, I read, I still remember the nights where like, I don't know where we're going tomorrow. Right. Um, so just be ready to move. Cool. All right. I just, I'm going to leave all these friends I just met. I live fucking next to reservations. I met some of the yeah. sketchiest fucking kids, sketchiest people. But then there are those gems, you know, kind of like the lady who was like, you don't, you seem out of place. You know, I remember I was walking down the street in Carson City, Nevada. I had just bought a, uh, a bus ticket to Reno because I was like, fuck it. I'm going home. I'm going yeah. back to Colorado. I'm not going to tell my mom I had my backpack and shit. And this lady who ran this rock shop, you know, I'd go in there every day and just like look at arrowheads and shit because right. I was bored as fuck. And I was standing there. She's like, you seem weird. Like, are you okay? And I was like, well, I'm leaving. Like, like I'm, I'm going right. back home. She's like, well, like, are you moving? Like with your parents? I was like, no, I'm like, I'm ditching. I'm like running away. She was like, where are you going? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to take this bus to Reno because I only had 20 bucks and right. you know, that's, figure it out and there. I'll figure it out from there. And mean, mean, meanwhile, I'm like fucking 14, 15 years <laughs> old and not like, fucking, there's no way dude. Reno's right. sketchy no as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Reno's and city, you know, she's like, I don't think it's a good idea. I think, I think you need to go home right now. I was like, all right. You know, like I played it off. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. And we kind of talked about it. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, you know, the bus comes, I hop on the bus I take this bus all the way to Reno, and I, I step two steps off, and I say, oh, fuck. Like, I'm 15 years old. I have no money to my name. Like, this, this, like, I was, you know, I was just standing there. I was like, this would be my world, yeah. just the city. And I will not, I won't be able to make it back, you know, on my own at 15 years old with no money, no right. job, nothing. And I, and I was like, and my mom, like, I'm all she got left. And, like, I was, like, I just turned around and I asked the dude, I was, like, hey, like, can I get back on this bus, please? Like, I don't have any money, but, like, I made a bad decision. He was, like, sure, why not, whatever. So I got back on the bus and I rode it back and I just went home. I never said anything. Never. I just went home because I always used to tell my mom, like, I'm going to go hike up in the foothills because there's foothills all the way around because we were, like, 20 minutes from Tahoe. So, you know, I would always tell her I was going to go hike, and I just came home with my backpack like I usually did, because I would keep a bunch of shit in there for, like, starting fires and crazy shit, and I just, I just remember just going, fuck, man, I almost just fucked over my, my mom's life, she almost just lost a kid, yeah. and, like, I almost fucked myself over, and then, you know, from that, you know, moving to Utah with my dad, and going through the same type, not the same type of shit, but, like, Going through just those growths and the the roller coasters, being a thief, being a, a shit kid, being oh, yeah. a kid who would fucking do whatever he could to fuck over everybody because the world did him wrong, or whoever, you know, the world did me wrong, so I'm going to fuck everybody else over because I'm in a bad place and the world needs to feel my wrath. It always used to be the world's fault yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, and then you learn, and then you realize one day, it dawns on you. It's you. It's you, man. <laughs> it's you, regardless You're, of the situation you've been in. It's like the way that you choose it always to handle that shit. comes full circle, man. And yeah. then you go, fuck, this is my fault, but I can change this now. Right. And I think my turning point was the day I my dad drove me here and he said, see these papers? This is me signing my, you know, parenthood to your brother. Your, your yeah. brother's now your dad. How do you fucking feel about that? And I said, whatever, man. And then, you know, I, I went, I put myself through high school, paid for everything, and now I'm where I'm at now. And I right. I think, I still think back, I, I, I keep those papers in, in, in my in my closet. And sometimes I'll pull them out and be like, these were your, this was your turning point. Keep them. 
because like this is your proof that like you've grown and you're at a you're at a better spot in life and you know I'm very happy for you man like that's yeah. that's big shit that's big big shit and yeah you've dealt you've dealt with a lot of shit and like a lot of shit that a lot of people don't get out of you know well I mean you just heard my after high school story I mean I can tell you all about before high school too but that's a whole <laughs> other podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> right right. Yeah, which we'll definitely have. Yeah, that no, we're, we're definitely yeah, for sure, to man. Come back. I mean, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, that's the the that circle. I mean, first, there's you you went through multiple things that some people just get stuck in. You know, right. being involved in drugs and being kind of well. Okay, first, there's being involved in drugs in your hometown. Then there's being in a foreign country. You know, and then there's you know becoming polar becoming totally polar opposite. Well, and then becoming homeless. Like, yeah, there those are things. I mean, you saw like the the door open to a lot of things of what your life could become, and I'm really happy that you cut those off and, and found the path your that brings you path, back to a place yeah. that is well, healthy and, and good for right you. Right now, you know? I am kind of just chilling. You know, I'm working at a, a, a call center and just like you know going to work and coming home. I'm having that get together in two weeks. Yeah, like man. I'm not doing all sorts of crazy shit. Right. You're just you're. And it's okay. Now. I'm going back to school in the fall. I'm going to go to community college for a bit, take some classes part time while go- I'm working. Yeah, because my my long term goals is to get back into the teaching English because I fucking love that shit. It was mm-hmm. amazing, so, and I want to keep traveling. So was that uh, sponsored by? So like, could you basically like, for example, like if I were to today like go onto my laptop and say I want to teach English in Cambodia? Do you have to have like certifications yeah. for that? So I got I got certified to do it through a company called Costa Rica TEFL. Oh, gotcha. Which is T-E-F-L, which is teaching English as a foreign language. Oh, okay. So it's just TEFL. That's what they call it, TEFL. <laughs> TEFL. Um, and so it was a month-long process to get certified, taking classes five days a week, like 10 hours a day, like pretty uh, intensive. And you can get all sorts of different varying right, right, degrees right. of that. Depending on But you. this came with not just the certificate, but also you know, uh, letters of recommendation, job placement assistance for life, like all sorts of different things. I can, I can email my teacher trainer right now and be like, I, I'm trying to get a job in Spain. I need your help uh, with a, you know, a letter right. of recommendation and things can, like yeah, that. Can and you, they will do that for me. And uh, I actually got a job in Spain last year, but I never ended up going because I just didn't get the visas figured out in time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so. see, that's been my problem because I have, I have like, uh, family in Germany because when I was young they went and stayed there for a while we have some like pretty good family friends over there that I was going to go live with but it's like I can't figure out the visas and shit of how to <laughs> how to make it work and yeah. I know there's like all kinds of workarounds you can do to do shit there are I mean, I'm not good that's one thing I'm really not good at is it's trying to think of the shit that it's like oh maybe I could do this you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not have a visa in Costa Rica I did a border run every 90 days which is just leaving the country and coming and back coming and back and um, but see the, 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 in, in Germany, it's six months, so you can stay there for six months. Yeah. That's the whole like Schengen territory. I'm right. pretty sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the European unions like that. Um, I'm pretty but, sure Bud or Hungary and, and Austria are, are part of that too. Yeah. 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 Cause Budapest, Budapest yeah. is a, it's a big one too. Damn. That's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to hear, man. That's not really the the story I was expecting. Yeah, to hear, man. Really? <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not sure. I was expecting it either. <laughs> when it when it happened to me, man. I mean, I just like 
I've thought about it too. Like, I wonder what my like high school like people would think about this shit. Like, I'm right. fucking crazy. Like, yeah, no, but you're not. You're not crazy, man. You're you're human, man. We all go down certain paths, and we learn from those paths. I'm and definitely not afraid to take risks. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And no, got, and I see it's that. gotten me into a lot of very sticky situations, but I wouldn't change any of it. No, man. It it, it define it defines your. You. It's it definitely made me who I am today, yeah. and I, I really like who I am right now. And that's good. Man. And I'm sure in five years I'll look back and probably be like, oh, fuck. fuck yeah. No, but, but if you can always say that, like, that's fine if you look back, you know. And, that's and growth. That's fuck. growth. Yeah, that's part like, of it. If you, can, if you can be really content, really happy with who you are in the moment, yeah. like, what the fuck else matters? Yeah, I you mean, know, like, if you spend your whole life just so worried about self-improvement without, right. you know, stopping the smell and, roses yeah, and whatnot, yeah. right, you're not going to, like, live a very fulfilling life. No, you're life. always going to be stressed You need about... to be happy, or you need to at least try to be happy with the advances that you're making and know that, you know, in the future, you're probably going to have different thoughts and opinions right, on a lot right, of things. Right. But be okay with where you're at and the experiences that you're having because it's going to... I like to think of it as, like... Uh, timestamps in, yeah, in, in your no, timeline. No stuff, yeah. right. uh, I can think I can think back, you know, even to things as specific as certain scents I used to wear, like certain colognes or mm-hmm. like the clothes I've worn because like my style's changed a lot. I'm kind of like homeless chic right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things in life that you can kind of identify certain right. periods of growth and decay. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's a big part of of being able to grow up is being right. able to look back and really identify, self-identify certain parts of your life and where you recognizing, felt a certain way. recognizing your growth from that to, exactly. to now or exactly. wherever you're. Well, and you're, also like if you can rec, so I feel like the age we're in right now is real weird because I feel like we're finally getting to a point of like self actualization of kind of who you are and what what your purpose is or where where you right. want to stand in the world. You know, because yeah. kind of a point that I feel like I'm at right now is like okay, I know where the world has just put me, you know, throughout right. my life. And now I'm at a point where it's like, I'm going to build where I'm going to be. Right. You know? So I'm even build. I mean, even like the way I dress, it's like, I'm going to build the character that I wear throughout this stage right. of my life, you know. But I kind of want to bring it to the point of what what kind of, what, what I, the story I thought I was going to uh, get when we came here, but like your art, kind of how you started, yeah. where where you're at now with it, and like, you know kind of inspirations and stuff like that well my artwork has definitely uh sadly become a lot of an afterthought in the last few years mm-hmm. it used to be really kind of focal point for me yeah um, i i'm trying to kind of revamp it now um and like when i told you like you know i'll design like your yeah man and, and like and like I'm, i told you i've been so shitty at doing that i've had plenty of time and i'll you know i'll hey, hey. message i'll be like you know I'm busy or like, and it's not hey. that. It's just that I literally like. It's so hard for me to motivate to do the artwork these days right. because of just like the disconnect I had from it for so long. I probably didn't even do any artwork for like two years. Right. Well, yeah. it's just like if you take a break from writing or, or if you take a break yeah. from going to the I mean, gym, there's you're, a lot you're gonna... of there's a lot of uh, growing pains in yeah. that and a lot of uh, muscle memory that needs to be regained. And exactly, once it is, yeah. it'll be great. Yeah, and then you'll be able to do it fluidly and, and you know, right. you'll, you'll get that. Well, like, all the artwork I've been making lately, I'm doing it with a mouse and a keyboard. So mm-hmm. it's definitely not the, uh, the the crux of my abilities. Right. I did one oil painting uh, that I just finished recently. got paid a thousand bucks for it. That oh, went okay. all back into my debt that I owe different people yeah, and shit. Yeah. But uh, regardless, I mean, it was definitely a good exercise in that. 
and it made me kind of psyched about artwork again. So now, you know, I just started a YouTube channel. I got two videos up, probably like 30 views collectively. Plug it. Two. Uh, it's uh, Tristan Flylinger. It's just my name. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special. Did I brutalize your last name when I said it? How do you say it? Flylinger. Fly I always say Flylinger. I always thought it was Flylinger. You know, a lot of people say Flylinger. Uh I, I think it's I don't just really like I think there is a right or wrong way to say it. <laughs> um, However you I say it, right. yeah. I don't think it's a real name. I think that it was uh, something that used to be like a German name that when it went through like Ellis Island or something, yeah, it, it got, got changed, like, fucking misspelled or something. That's what that's what my old family yeah. Caravitas is not our real yeah. last name. It's so. not, and there's probably I think I looked it up online or something. There's like 17 people in the world with this last name, so it's not very popular at yeah. all. Well, at least that's special. I mean, mine's Wood. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. my my mine now, like not my grandmother's last name, but mine is long, and there's like right. fucking thirty billion, billion people with well, it. Especially because that's like a lot of Asian people have that. Last I know, name. dude. So like, I mean, you're looking at billions of people. Yeah, billions of people. Yeah, well, and I'm sure that that like was that they there was a bunch of different spellings and shit, and they just all made it. They're just like fuck. Yep, they're just like it's long. I mean, it's really actually super interesting to kind of think about the way last names develop. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like if it's anything that ends with like son, like Peterson, Anderson, like, yeah. that's like, you know, Andrew's son or like Peter's yeah, yeah, son. Peter's son yeah. So it's really interesting to kind of think about like where different last names come from. Well, and then like, because yeah, mine was like woodsman, yeah. you know, right. um, which uh, at one point probably was a Gaelic word. You know, but for whatever the Gaelic word for woodsman was. Right. But it was like they were just people who lived in the woods, you know. Right. And just like, or whatever, you know. And just like my, like, historical, I guess, last name for Long would be Long Bowman or Longman. Right. Exactly. Or something. And like that, it's because like my grandfather on my dad's side, he was English and Irish, but the English side was the, the one with the long last name. And we don't know his Irish last name, but... His was long, and what what it said is the research right. I've done is like if you were in the king's army and you shot a bow, you are long or long right. bowman or whatever the fuck. That was just your trade. Yeah. Doesn't and that suck though? Like to just literally become whatever it is you do. What, what yeah. if you like? What well, if you're like, like the fucking? Really, it's self self fulfilling prophecies. Because yeah. My last name means like sad person, or my first name means sad person. Trist really? Tristan. So it comes from the French word triste. Uh -huh. Which is like it means just sad. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, and so like, I learned that a long time ago, and I've kind of made it my identity. Like I'm a sad person. Like, <laughs> tourist. So yeah, tourist. 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 I always have a very hard time. No, that that French. French uh, yeah, that sounds The only reason I don't know why I can do it so well, I think it's because I probably have some French lineage. Mm -hmm. Um. But I know my main lineage is like Turkish. Hmm. That's interesting, that and I and I kind of do see it in an odd way because, uh, you know, there is certain like like even when I look at myself because I, I found out that we have some Arabic in us yeah. because of the Hellenic people of like Greece right. and I mean things. I can see that. Well, yeah, that's what we've all joked about your entire I, I life. Know, I know, I <laughs> know. I've got I've got kind of like olive skin. E exactly. Yeah, sorry. like we have that that it's the Hellenic thing of right. like. During that time of like Alexander the Great, you know, when the intermixing was happening between the cultures while he was conquering right. all the cultures, the Greek men, well, at least for my my family, the Greek men, like would intermix in these different cultures: Arabia, right. fucking Persia, uh, Egypt, Judea, whatever. And then like that's where. 
the Greeks, we would look right. more like Italians, but right. it's the intermixing. Yeah, I have of, that Greco-Roman, yeah, like, it's Constantinople. That, yeah, that, that, yeah, that Byzantine yeah. type of thing where it's like, when I look at myself, I'm like, well, I could either be Greek Mexican, Arabic, or <laughs> fucking like I mean, whatever. We live in the U.S., yeah. so we're probably all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The weirdest thing about living in the United States is like you know everybody has this whole like oh well I'm this and I'm this I and know I'm you're this. Right. and it's like no but I mean it would be nice to just like grow up in France and just be like I'm, I'm French. French yeah you know I suis Français yeah no like. Because I know, like, basically my entire lineage, like, on both sides is pretty much Irish. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can kind of see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It looked very Irish. You're an Irish. Man. And, uh, and there's some, like, German in there. Well, whatever. and that's a big misconception, too. A lot of people in the U.S. assume that they're Irish, Irish. Irishmen are, you know, redheaded. And, like, and it's really not just no, and going over percentage. there. Yeah, going over there. I I mean, it's as rare yeah. as as it is here to see yeah. redheads. Because you, you went with, like, uh, Louisa and all them, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, Claire. Yeah, which was super fun. I mean, it was... Okay, hold on. Tristan. You I said Claire with some fucking pizzazz on it. Do like you know what Claire. she's up to these days? Uh, who? Yeah, Claire, Claire Homegirl. Yeah, uh-uh. she's doing the. Oh she's my like god! Super I saw famous that. now. No, I saw that, but I saw some uh, YouTuber. Cody Coe. Like, yeah, yeah, Cody Coe. Yeah. Made fun of her, and that was funny because like, I despise Claire. Yeah, no, <laughs> so many Ari- different reasons. Ariel and I. Uh, so we did like a photo. I the, literally the only thing I know about Claire is that like we did like a photo shoot with her one day. Yeah, she's you know? very vain. She loves um, photo shoots. Right. No, but it was actually of Ariel. But. Um, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> Tristan, a dude, too. A I love it, man. Um, I love you. The way hold I, on. I don't want to talk down to her. I mean, I'm, no, I the way her. you, I, I, I love her. I was, I was, you know, dating her for a long the time. The way you like, said Claire was just so good. But no, I mean, honestly, Claire. we used to just fucking go through Instagram and just make fun of her for hours. Yeah. And then that dude put that YouTube video out, and we were like, oh my god, we're not the only ones who think yeah. she's dumb as fuck, you know? <laughs> um, the, thing the day we met in that. Uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods. <laughs> you were buying rosé and I was buying celery. Like, shut the I, fuck I, up. It just, it just makes you realize how far somebody can get up their own fucking ass. Asshole. You know? Like, like they don't realize how... Do you know she charges oh people $22 a month to take her, like, life classes? Life classes? Yeah. Bitch. You don't have any thoughts of your own. No. Like, she doesn't. <laughs> and she says, my brain is a childhood imagination. I think in pictures. Fucking like, A, shut man. Shut the fuck up, Claire. Like, you got a 12 on your ACT. You pretend no that you shit. don't... You Pretend that you were pretending to be dumb, but you weren't. And you—it's great. You really—you are a good photographer and shit. But you are basing your whole life off of your looks and literally coasting off yeah, of other people, co- yeah. feeding into your into you. Well, and like you know, good on her for for, for making for, for making for marketing herself for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like you know, because that's something that I couldn't do. But it's like it, it just it just sucks when people have like actual talents that they work and at. And they can't do anything. And they yeah. can't and do it's anything like, with you know, it, yeah. like, like, and I, and I don't fucking, you know, want to do this, but it's like, you know, I've been making films like my whole life and right. fucking making music my whole life. And You're it's super like, fucking I can't, talented. I can't get yeah. that in front of people, but just because she's hot, she can, ass, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just because she's hot, Dude, she can I can get, get tits in the ass pretty quick. She uploaded a, a video with that boyfriend of hers and they deleted it pretty quick. And they were talking like about her like hairy vagina and shit. Like, what? Was, I don't follow her, 
because I, I went through a period of time where I was kind of stalking her because I was like, "This is who the fuck?" Crazy. Like, yeah, this is well, nuts. it's just yeah. entertaining. It's super entertaining to, to see it, and like, I mean, she's definitely doing some sort of drugs because she's really far gone. No, really, watching her, you're just like, she's lost as fuck. Yeah, you know? she really is, and she looks like a lost deer. You yeah. know, like she looks like she's just like kind of like, hey, I don't know, spacey, what's going yeah, on. yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, but, that's fucking But she insane. was always, I mean, it's crazy. I always she, knew her like that, you know? Right. Well, me too. She once told me she was afraid to go to the doctors because she's afraid they might accidentally give her a sex change. And she was 100% serious. Are you fucking kidding I've me? known Claire for a long time. I, I went to a theater camp with Claire before high school, and we used to be really good friends. And then she stopped being my friend because I was gay. What? Yeah. Really? For and real? She also used to kind of talk shit about my artwork. And then she goes on her YouTube channel years later and says, I'm the best artist in the world. Like, shout out Picasso. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Okay, that's actually my biggest pet peeve. Oh, is, okay, I, I stopped following all painters, Great, really. She's so grandiose. Oh, dude, painters, God. and like, I mean, you're because I'm having a conversation with you and you're a real fucking person. Don't like, filter yourself, bro. But painters, dude, on Instagram, or famous painters on Instagram, Instagram famous painters. Are the most vain assholes in the yeah. fucking world, dude. Yeah. All of them are just like, you know what? Fucking Picasso never had a fucking audience like I have right now. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, Goya never did anything like I'm doing right now. And it's like, you fuck serious? you, dude. I'm you pretty s- cozy with my 150 followers. It's like, it's I like, know that they're actually they're following actually, me yeah. because right. of my artwork, exactly. and not because of my marketing skills. No, yeah. and that's what I feel and about that, and that's, like that's the too. difference. It's like, we don't do any of the follower for follow yeah. shit. I don't so do it. So it's like, if you watch, if you look at our shit, like, you look at it because you like you it. You like it, not And that's how I'd want to yeah. be, you know? Well, no, dude, that, that's that's the shit, man. 100% it's, on that. That's the one thing There's that so much I... fake uh, shit, dude. And those painters, they're good. I mean, I look at their... Like, I follow them because of their work. You know, I look yeah. at it and I'm like, those are cool. But, but then when so they get all vain and fucking shitty yeah, it's with like, it, it's like, dude, how the fuck am I supposed to support this person who, like, who's Goy- a fucking shithead? Yeah, like, Goya's a genius, dude. Why the fuck Picasso's are you trying a genius. to cut that guy down, you know? What the fuck? Yeah, like, it's it's really shitty. I've actually had experiences where, you know, I'll message, I'll, like, direct message uh, an artist on Instagram, and I'll just be like, you know, I really love your work. Like, do you mind if I, like, kind of, like, borrow this that you're doing? Like, and that's a big thing about artwork is it, it's totally fine to... Uh, Basically, steal an idea from well, someone else. It's as like long as, you're as long as you're being inspired by well, it. It's, it's called it's, you're being inspired, and you're taking that. It's and you're literally turning it into something. Yeah, it's learning. like a. Col- it's yeah. literally almost like a collaboration. And but that point. because I'm the type of person that like would you know if somebody didn't give me any credit for something like that, I'd be a little peeved. Right. So like, I'll reach out to them and I'll say, "Hey, I really like what you're doing here. Would you mind, mind if I use if I emulate that in some yeah. way, shape, or form?" And you know, there's some smaller artists that are like, "Dude, go for it!" Like, right. yeah. And then I got this one just really shitty reply from someone one time. They're like, "Make up your own shit, dude." Well, and like, I get that. I get that attitude, and also like, I I get both sides of that because like, I mean, last night. Uh, Alex and I, and uh, Alex is the singer satellite pilot. Right. Uh, you know, we're writing a song and it's like, you know, we're fucking around with shit. And have you ever heard of the band Spiritualized? No. Um, they're super similar to us. I mean, like, it's honestly the only band where I could be like, kind of sounds like satellite pilot, you know, yeah. but they're from like the nineties and up until now. But, right. but like, they have this song and we were kind of jamming something and I was like, that's kind of spirit. That kind of sounds like spiritualized, you know? Right. And, uh, but it's never been a band that we've like been influenced by totally, you know? And, uh, but I was like, you know what, like, 
if you're going to do something that sounds like somebody, just do it totally, you know, and just yeah. be like, this is where we got that. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, just and that's own a big part it. of it. Well, and that's what I do. Like when I take right. an idea, I'll be like, look, like this, I was totally inspired. I'll tag him even. I'll tag right. him. I'll be like, this was inspired by this guy's artwork. Please check him out. He's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just saw this and thought I, you know, I had to do my own take on it. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with no, that. No, no. Like, I follow I follow this. Uh, you'd actually probably like him a lot. He's a surreal um, pencil artist. What's his name? Uh, Miles Johnson. Um, he does he does stuff with, like, people with, like, hollow faces or, like, or like people with, like, their bodies are soaking into another body or something. It's, right. it, if you look him on, you, you'll, you'll really like his shit. But there was a – I saw this picture by him and I was like, oh, fuck, I want to do, like, a video version of that. And I'm including kind of my version of that in the satellite pilot videos where somebody, like, cuts somebody's face off with oh, a samurai I've, sword. Oh, I've seen this guy's artwork before. He's, He's cool as fuck, right? He reminds me a lot of, like uh... – like MC Escher kind of right, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I'm doing a shot where you know somebody like cuts somebody's face off with a samurai sword, and then the camera right. pushes into like the black hollow of their face, you know, and it moves into the next scene after that. But like to me, you know, even though it's something that I saw his artwork and was like, oh, that's fucking beautiful, and I love that, I'm gonna kind of adapt that in my own way. Right. It's not like stealing it because it's just it's you're, just being you're, inspired you're, by something, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like even the in the podcast form, it's like I get fucking the only reason I'm doing a podcast is because I was inspired to do a podcast Uh because I I was like oh shit like it's the only reason people do anything yeah yeah, exactly if you were scared to not do something because someone else did it like we would live in a pretty black and white world right like the only reason that I wanted to ever make movies was because I fought saw fucking Shutter Island and I was like that was fucking good amazing. Good fucking film. Yeah, yeah good like, fucking great fucking film. film. Like, and I was, I don't remember how old I was when I, I want to say I was probably like 10, 11 maybe, but like I was just riding in the back of my parents' car just like, that was fucking beautiful. You know, like I want to do something like that. And I guess and that's, then that's my whole life goal after that has been to make movies. You and know? I guess that's where I'm, I'm on the opposite of the film world where like the only reason I would ever want to write a script is because I read the script of Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And I said if you could... if also you same, really great yeah, yeah, if Same you, director. If, yeah, Martin Scorsese. Well, and the writer. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can't plug his name right now because I'm fucking dumb. Um, uh, uh, homeboy. Uh, I think I know it though. Fuck. Have you ever heard of Greg Araki? What's, what did he do? Um, he might. did some really weird movies back in like the 80s and 90s like uh, that movie Kids... Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like mysterious skin. He's um, kind of uh, yeah, horror horror shit. No, it's more like uh, like Super psychedelic coming of age movies. It's really honestly, I've really I've heard of the movie like Kids, it. but I've never seen it. Yeah, me neither. Highly recommend. I'm pretty sure it's George or Gregoraki. I think it's Gregoraki. He actually just did a new show called uh, Now Apocalypse. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He um, that's I always thought that was funny because of the movie Apocalypse Now. Right. And like right. yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's where they got the name. So, but. yeah, he's got a really interesting style. He uses really good music in his movies, uh, really good visuals, like, amazing films. And, like, um, you know, I was, like, molested as a child, and so, like, there's one movie he did about, um, you know, this kid, these two boys that got sexually abused by their basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And it's a really graphic movie, and, like, it right. can be triggering for some people. So if you're looking to listen to it or watch <laughs> it, you know, be, be aware of that because it's pretty – uh, crazy, but right. uh, it kind of it delves into the two paths that these two boys take. Like gotcha. one of them becomes kind of like a kind of like a hustler, and he like 
you know, starts like sleeping with older men for money and shit. And then the other one just completely disassociates from the whole entire thing. And he believes he was like abducted by aliens or something. So two yeah. completely different. That sounds honestly, and that's the movie kids. No, this one's mysterious skin. Okay, um, that's fucking. It's that one of crazy, the best yeah. movies I have ever seen, and it's got such an amazing soundtrack. He also did that uh, movie, uh, Bird in a Blizz- like White Bird in a Blizzard, or something. I haven't heard of that. Uh, and it's about this chick, and like her mom goes missing, and like it's really like he's got some really good fucking. It's really movies. like dark kind of stuff. Though. Yeah, like yeah. dark, but like. But like, it reminds me of um. Oh man, what movie was this? It's uh, it's got Kevin Bacon in it, um, and it's like. These four kids go, um, so they, they live in New York. Oh, is, in like is the it the fucking... Uh, the, the one with the, the, the guy with the bum leg. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I can't remember the name of it now. But they, these Deliverance? Four kids, no, that's no, not no. Deliverance. That's the one about the pedophile, right? Um, well, it's these, these four kids live in the Bronx, and they're just like fuckheads. You know? And so it's like they spend their summers just like robbing people. Basketball people. Diaries? No. That's a good one too, though. Um, but they steal this guy's hot dog stand. Uh, oh, like, the sure. carts, you know? Yeah. They're, like, running around with it, like, trying to keep them away from it and shit. And they, like, are teetering it on the edge of the subway thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and like, they're, you know, they're kind of fucking with the guy, like, oh, maybe we'll drop it, maybe right. we won't, you know? And then they it slips, you know, and it falls, and it kills this guy at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, shit. And they all go to juvie. Well, um, <coughs> or juvenile prison, not not even just regular <coughs> juvie, but, like, um, the there's, like, these four... Uh, guards at the juvenile prison that like rape all of the kids throughout all of the time that they're there. And then afterwards they all come and hunt them down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I always remember that just because like I used to like spend my summers in Minnesota and there was this guy at the bar that looked identical to Kevin Bacon. Really? Even his mannerisms, the way he taught everything about him. And it terrified the fuck Dude, out of me. Kevin Bacon has been in some good fucking. Yeah, he, he has. has. That whatever yeah. that he was in a good TV show right, lately too. Really, wasn't it? Was it about Waco or something? Yeah, it was called Waco. Waco. Was he in Waco or was he? I don't know. I can't remember, I but remember he's been in some good shit. Older movies like, uh, do you ever see River Wild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meryl dude. That's, yeah, that shit's and fucking good. There was, uh, the Invisible Man one. Invisible Man was cool. Uh, he did another one. Um, I don't remember to remember that the name of that movie. It was such a great. It had Robert Downey Jr. in it, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I know. These exactly. four kids were fucking amazing you, in it too. That you, the synopsis of that kind of similarly re- reminded me of a, a movie with a young Leonardo DiCaprio. It's called The Basketball Diaries, uh, and it's about again four kids. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Uh, and they're like these like four boys that go to this like Catholic school in New York City and they all okay. live in like uh, Sleepers. 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 Oh, I, I know that movie. That's a good I one. Yeah. Watched it's it almost yet, the same thing. Yeah, four kids that go to a Catholic yeah, school in New York. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like a very common experience uh-huh. for a lot of them. A lot of yeah. those kids get fucked. And that's so fucking fucked sad up. that like... But, uh, this movie specifically uh, follows Leonardo DiCaprio and his uh, kind of downfall into heroin addiction. Okay. Um... That sounds good. What is it? Basketball diaries? It's called the basketball... Because he was like a star basketball player at his school. And like, I mean, by the end of the movie, like, it's it's actually, it's a, it's like a biopic off of... Oh, uh, damn, he's young. The life of uh, Jim Carroll, who's that rock. Okay. He he plays Jim Carroll in the movie. Right. Uh, And so it's about him growing up, uh, you know, struggling with all that. And at the same time, writing this, like, the most delicious sounding poetry I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it's seriously such I like a good that film. that's the word you use to yeah. describe that. <laughs> I mean, it's seriously like it's like it's just like porn for your ears, like, right? I actually remember. See, that's the, the thing. I've always I've, I've gotten into a lot of different 
uh, I feel like getting into arts, you have to find those people that you're just yeah. like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Finding painters for me was that thing where I was just like, oh, these guys are fucking killing, you know? Mine was yeah, a lot but I've never, found, I've never found poets that I love, you know? So he had one where it was like, um, you're getting older and the rain sort of remains on the trees, uh, on the branches of a tree that will someday rule the earth. And it's good that there is rain because it clears the clears the week of our sorry rainbow expressions, and it clears the streets of the silent armies so that we can dance. Fuck, okay. like I, it's pretty. That good is shit, really man. yeah, that is good. You know that reminds me of um. I've, I've talked about him all the time on this podcast, but it's because I just fucking love him. Mm-hmm. But have you ever read uh, Haruki Murakami? Yeah, Murakami. Yeah, I, I know Murakami. The, the way that that was phrased kind of reminds me of that. The way that Definitely. he writes, I've been I've been reading a lot of books by him lately that I really. And like. there's even some like kind of soft rappers I'm really into. Like mm-hmm. there's this guy Milo that does some really good. Yeah, shit. Milo's, Milo's cool. Milo's yeah. got some good shit out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just I mean, we could go on about this for yeah, hours. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Hey, but, I mean, this has been. One of the best episodes I've done. Really? Yeah, this was fun and, as fuck, man. And honestly, man, we want you on more just to... I we think... Gotta do that. We gotta do that light stream episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm no, so yeah. down. I'm so down. We just... See, we, what we microdose can do, that we'll shit. We'll just do some microdose shrooms and talk about art. That's and literally, do. I'll yeah. get a... I'll, <laughs> I'll put up like a poster of points... That, like, we could come up with, like, before we microdose. No, we we'll just do it. We'll just do okay, it. Okay, fuck it. Fuck whatever. it, dude. There's no point uh, to shit. Yeah, yeah whatever, <laughs> man. There, you're right. Um... And but, you've never done mushrooms before, right? No, I haven't. So yeah, so. definitely a microdose will be fun because you're not going to be worried about freaking out or anything. Well, yeah. so you should do it, though, before you do it on well, a I'm podcast. Well, do, I'm doing acid soon, so... Uh, yeah, it's different, that's like, that's like tomatoes and uh, rock stars. Like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to do both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll do both, and then and then we'll do our microdose episode. And yeah. Or, you know what, fuck it. I Let's might just go. do the microdose episode and just say fuck it and just do fuck it. Then. I mean, it might be cool to, like, see you your first time and have it, like immortalized forever yeah <laughs> documented but, um, or we could go and do some mushroom tea pretty soon go that's what i wanted to do yeah if yeah, you want to go camping soon yeah yeah that's how we go. were actually kind yeah, of met with yeah. doing that we i, I always forget we tased sean yeah. on that camping trip and we t- didn't we taste sarah's ass too uh did we i'm pretty sure we did or kenzie or one of them one somebody i know that i got tased but it was when it was weak so i just felt like the little like it was yeah. almost like when you pulled i was those. too scared no, it was like when you pull those, like, you know, the gum wrapper things, and you pull it. It's like, like that. It was yeah. so weak at that point that it was just like, oh, quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I know it, like, threw Sean down when yeah. he got it, because he got the full force of it. That's crazy, because, you know, I actually ran into Sean at the Heck House recently. Yeah. Oh, you go to Heck House? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Heck House is fun. I used to live there. <laughs> you did? Really? Um, Just for, like a, for, like, a month, but, yeah. Damn. That's kind of a scary place to live. It's a uh, yeah. Well, I was there right at the beginning last. It was this was last summer when I was living up in Fort Collins. Uh, Honestly, I can't believe we didn't just run into it. Yeah, no. For they, they they don't really do a lot of shows anymore because the last one that they just did, they had like a big uh, cops roll. Cops roll in. Yeah. And oh, shit. Did they? Yeah. I think that was the Bloomer show. You ever go to Hillcrest? Uh, no, but I, I follow them on Instagram. Those, those awesome. guys, they don't get rolled. It's on lock. It's on lock. Yeah, it's those guys. And, and the people who rent it. I mean, it's they're they're polar opposites of the people who rent Hookhouse. I mean, well, Hookhouse is like... Or Hookhouse. Hookhouse, yeah. But, but yeah, the Hookhouse is definitely more of like a... You never know who's going to be there. Yeah. And like, a lot of the times, like, these, like, high schoolers find their way there and shit. Well, it's and like... It's like, a problem. that's when it's a problem. And it's also, like, 
Hillcrest the party is, people of CSU. Yeah. Hillcrest, I mean, it's, you get it's, that, but it's like the artsy people who well, are just like, right. we all just want to see well, a show. I, you know? Found the Hill, Hotel Hillcrest from somebody at the Heck House was like, you should follow their Instagram and like yeah. keep up and like try to go to one of their shows because it's way different. You should well, go soon because they're gonna re- they're probably gonna get shut down soon. I mean, I know yeah. they've started well, next having. Next time cops. we know that there is one, like we play there all the time. So well, like, yeah, yeah, I, wanna yeah, I mean, we we play constant. I mean, people within the collective play there. I mean, all I pro- we probably have a collective band there Every, twice a month. Yeah. You know, and you so, know, like you said, like Hillcrest is one of the, they. They do a better job because it's you get the address based on like basically like you. Well, they're you, it's also DM'd address, but you get the plus. Like, you get the plus ones and the plus tens and shit. They're kind which, of put in like a frat is so like if there's cops right. coming, they get a call before you know. So right. shit, like shit never really goes down there. Yeah. They're yeah. just kind of like okay, we need the to heck house music. is like people running out and like jumping over the fence in the backyard, right. falling in the. And backyard. like for us for being twenty one, we're like, what are you guys running? Yeah, we're right. All that's just, how like, I feel. Whatever. I'm like, I'm not gonna run, but like, yeah. You know. Like, if cops come, I'm just going to be just like... going to stroll the, the fuck yeah. out. Like, walk right by him. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Kind of Here's my idea. Relocate him to the alley cat or yeah. something. Right. <laughs> like, I used to have that kind of shit all the time when we used to play underage shows and shit. Like, when I was in Bloomers and we'd have fucking houses get rolled and we're... The band is all drunk and we're standing by our fucking band truck, Gear. you know? And, and we have to talk to the cops and shit. And now it's like, whatever, you know? We don't have to fucking do anything. We're right. just fucking... Yeah peace you know well i try not to go to that shit too often outside of playing it because we're there in those places all the time all the time music, right. you know? it has to be someone that i really want to see mm-hmm. or like an art show like on 420 the cool. hotel hillcrest did like a whole art show Hell yeah and they they just hung up a bunch of like local artists and like fucking, some great artists. and honestly actually, dude yeah. i'm gonna plug joe wood right now because that motherfucker like he's he's fantastic and uh um <laughs> hey you did get some new ones it, shut the door fool <laughs> uh, anyways but Joe Wood I like I don't know you probably don't listen to this but if you do I just want to tell you thank you for opening that realm of possibility for people to come and, and enjoy music the best in the game. you do Fuck man yeah. and, <laughs> and you're literally the most nice person what I've ever met you need? Yeah. Um, but anyways we're at the conclusion of this episode song of the day is once in a lifetime by the talking heads yeah and i just want to say major thank you for tristan yeah, Dude, thank you, man. This is so and much thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, man. That's that's of course. Like, and like I I'm, I feel I feel like I don't know, I just feel special for getting honored, man. To hear that. I, yeah. Really. Like it's 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 cool to hear that like you know, see growth in people. That's what I love to see is like yeah. see people pull themselves, literally pull themselves out up by their bootstraps and go, oh. "Fuck it, man. I'm going to be me and I'm going to be a better yeah. person and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to learn from these experiences and 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 just do what I know is right. And if anyone disagrees, fuck them. Fuck them. So on that note, on that thank note, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it man, felt really great to revisit yeah, that shit. Nah, next time, next time we're here. Next time we're here, we're, we're gonna be microdosing. Micro <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It's your boy Jeremy Long, Lucas Wood. And I'm if a, you haven't listened to Lovely Day, you're a fucking dickhead. If you're listening to this, <laughs> or, or to not, switch and you need the, to go listen to our record. Lovely day. No, it's our no, record. it's our new oh. record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that song. Yeah. I need to hear that too. Fuck, no, I'm a fucking asshole. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's not perfect day. Blue Reed. Perfect day. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Bel- right. Or is that Velvet Underground? Well, it's. I mean, it's him. It's Lou Reed, because it's on uh, Transistor. You're right. Um, But anyways, uh, once in a lifetime, coming at you. 
for your ears. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Once in a lifetime, water's flowing under. <laughs> All right. With that being said, boom. Beautiful house with a beautiful wife, and you may ask yourself.